0: Wrestling fans and welcome to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you so much for being with us here on Monday, April 2nd, 2018, for episode number 76, the Go Home Show. Before WrestleMania, I am Joe Murata. This is Mr. WrestleMania himself, Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? Howdy, do you excited the road to wrestlemania quinn as they say is right around the corner the road will be turning on yeah, that road
1: soon the road will be complete <laughs> the, yes, there will dead be end. No, no more road <laughs> The road closed the dead end at wrestlemania is about <laughs> to happen <laughs> folks thanks so much for joining us this
0: week and hopefully this show is not a dead end for you as we romp through the world of retro wrestling we have some great topics in store for you as we mentioned last week another wrestlemania centric episode and before we get to any of that, I want to remind you of a couple of things. You can reach us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can also email us at OVP Podcast at gmail.com. But the number one place to interact with myself, Michael Quinn, and all of the crazy OVP
1: family is our Facebook group, Michael. Yes, the uh, Facebook group over at Facebook.web.loseyourdata or whatever's going on <laughs> over there lately. Over there on that group, you can uh, sign up and hit the join button. Yes. Search for our vantage point dash retro wrestling podcast. That's where all the fun's happening. There's a lot of On fun. Eric's feet and things like that.
0: <laughs> that's right. And uh, it's a great time. We encourage you to join. Come as you are, you know, whether you know a little or a lot, we don't know it all. So we welcome people that certainly know more than we do. And we're happy to uh, to answer questions, to have some fun around there. It'll be a great time if you join that. Uh, another thing you can do if you really do like the show, like a real lot, is you can join our Patreon. You can become a patron. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash OVP podcast. And now I just want to make it clear. That's not... Not to, like, support this current show. No. See, like, this show's free. It's it's paid off already. It'll yeah, always be free. You get this for free no matter what. But there's extra content. If you want to donate, we give you something in return. What do
1: we got, Quinn? For the $1 tier, you get the raw footage. It's basically the making of this show. Right. For the $2 tier, every week you'll receive a OVP commentary. And what Friday. what What is that? What is the OVP commentary? What is that? I don't know. What is that? Well, me and Joseph over here. I we Become Your Gorilla and Bobby. Yes, that's right. Will You Stop? And you can sync up with the World Wrestling Entertainment Network <laughs> uh, over at worldwrestlingentertainmentnetwork.com or whatever <laughs> website they use. Yes. Um, you can sync our audio with their audio. You get your own RSS feed so it comes in just like a podcast mm-hmm. every week. You just plug it in your pod player there. That's right, pod player. And it's us pontificating and
0: talking about a match that we'll be watching. We give you insight to the actual match at hand yeah. analysis, but you never know what might come To our minds, we're a couple of crazy guys, you know. Yeah, sometimes it's just
1: nonsense, too. Sometimes sometimes it's just like this podcast, basically, (laughs) just with us talking over wrestling. Yes. And for $3, Quinn, they get all of that plus what? the ovp live review it's a video live review of wwf 1982 well so far i guess we'll eventually get to 1983 we will and that's once a month the first of every month right and as of press time we're in may yeah we're in may it's not very good yeah (laughs) it's something but it's fine you know you get to watch the show with us so the video scopes there and everything yep it's a really good
0: time so that's patreon.com slash OVP podcast, it's clearly optional and it will not affect anything having to do with this podcast that you're listening to right now. Right. We provide you premium content for free. Remember yeah, that. The most <laughs> premium content is on
1: here. Yes. This is <laughs> this is the best it gets, folks. Yeah. Which doesn't really sell our Patreon at all. <laughs> not but, at all. Yeah. But
0: if you want to donate, we give you something in return. A couple of things. If we have other shows that we also like, believe it or not, there's shows and we're mm. fans of them. There's two in particular. The wrestling podcast about nothing, also known as WPAN. Mm -hmm. It is hosted by two guys in the industry. They have worked in the business. Uh, One is an independent referee. His name is Mean Mike Crockett. He's on an extended hiatus from refereeing, but he's a great guy, hosts a great show with a wrestler, Quinn, who currently works for ROH, Brian Malonis. Yeah, the Wine City Whaler himself. <laughs> the Wine City Whaler. And these guys have great perspective. They'll sometimes interview guys in the business, give their personal recollections, throw in some retro stuff. Yeah. It's It's fun. Another show, great show that we're fans of, is Greetings from Allentown, G.F. Allentown. Now, this one's really different because it's hosted by one
1: lonely man, Quinn, Petey Winston, our little brother. Yeah. Quinn, how would you describe Petey's show? it's like being in the mind of Peter Winston and if you don't know Peter Winston trust me you'll know <laughs> yes. after listening to this show so
0: he under the guise of reviewing
1: like an old episode of Superstars <laughs> or some
0: crap under that banner yeah. he just talks yeah. the whole time and it's really good don't it's get me wrong it's actually funny and it's it, unbelievably it does good. have to do with wrestling we're, we're kind of underselling the wrestling part Greetings from Allentown is a great show so check them out and you can find us on a lot of places I guess the
1: number one place going on would be the iTunes I guess it's called Apple Podcast right? Yeah, Apple Podcast where you can the subscribe button mm-hmm. and leave the five-star reviews yes. and all that jazz,
0: as they say. Yeah, jazz music, yes. Yeah. And we're available other places too, right? Like Google yeah. Play Music. Yeah,
1: Google Play Music, Stitcher, yeah. Blueberry, Auto, yeah. Auto, Otto, right? Auto's yeah. really good. Whoa, yeah, excuse FM me, player. Yeah, yes. you know, you know, Gorilla. Nobody cares about any of that crap. They really <laughs> only care about iTunes, apparently. Maybe Google because it's Google. Yeah, maybe Google. Anywhere where podcasts are, we
0: are there. And a few other things just to uh, give you the schedule for what's coming up over the next couple weeks. This Thursday, Scott Keith will be with us, Quinn. Yes, for the Mount Rushmore and Death Valley. Of WrestleMania's. Whoa. Scott Keith from Canada.
1: Yes, the King of Canada. <laughs> the King
0: of Canada. The Crown Prince of uh, Canada. And, and the King, Crown Prince of Quebec, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's the Sultan of Saskatchewan, actually. Oh, okay, but sorry. sorry. <laughs> he'll be with us for the Mount Rushmore and Death Valley of WrestleMania. That's this Thursday. And then. Our show next week is a bit of a departure. Current wrestling. The
1: tradition continues. That's
0: right. For the second year in a row, our good friend Donnie Rizzo will be with us.
1: Yes, that Donnie. (laughs) That that, Donnie. Donnie. The Donnie we recap for in the Rushmore every week.
0: As we bring to you the OVP WrestleMania recovery show. That's next week, the day after WrestleMania, we'll be discussing... The actual WrestleMania 34 for New Orleans. It's a great time. We figure no one wants to listen to old wrestling the day after WrestleMania. No, they don't care. So we just give the people what they might want. Right. (laughs) You might want it. So anyway, that's what we have in store. We we had been doing the Hall of Fame Bites as well. So if you haven't checked those out yet, please check them out. The Hall of Fame Bites available on this feed and on YouTube. And Quinn, we're doing a WrestleMania-centric episode again. Yes. We've been doing the butterfly effect all season. Yes, we have. And I have one for you. It's my turn to pick. It's a WrestleMania-themed butterfly effect. This is, folks, where we have been kind of speculating or rebooking or theorizing, if you will, what could have happened if a notable event or angle in wrestling or some decision, perhaps, right. went a different way. And, Quinn, here's what I want to pose to you. is what would have happened if WrestleMania 1 was a failure. Absolutely nothing nothing
1: i love this okay only because okay so the company line yes (laughs) is that somehow in their great business planning they were like you know what we're gonna do we're gonna have this this show right in the garden like we do every month Mm -hmm. but we're just gonna waste money on all this other stuff that we can't afford you mean like Mr. T, Mr. T, Cindy Lauper, Cindy Lauper, um, a closed circuit broadcast. Oh, right? yeah. Theaters and stuff like that. Right. I'm assuming they had to get loans and things for all this. I like any other company. Yeah. But you would think, you know, a normal company wouldn't be like, well, if this doesn't work buy because <laughs> it's like they were an existing like 50 year old whatever <laughs> company at that point. Right. Like, Who would do that? So, like, I think it's kind of bullshit that they're like, we would have went out of business. That was it. They tell all these, like, stories about Vince and Linda counting the receipts in the back. (laughs) Like, what are you? What? At the
0: end of the night, uh, we had been partying quite heavily.
1: Were they literally counting the tickets and, like, the returns? Like, like, I'm just thinking of Vince and his bifocals (laughs) and, like, tons of paper and Linda, like, confirming the numbers. Yes, Vince, this is right. We made money now. Well that's great.
0: Yeah, what Quinn's referred to, obviously, is WrestleMania 1, which uh, took place on March 31st, 1985, two weeks after their regular monthly MSG show. So the arena itself was the same. Right. Okay, so I would assume the costs for the arena were the same. Right. None of that changed. And the cameramen seemed to be the same amount and the lighting seemed the same. So all of that's fine, right? But obviously they did have some additional expenses, the closed circuit, payoffs for the celebrities and the wrestlers themselves. Wait till you
1: see what I'm going to wear. Who cares?
0: But yeah, like Quinn said, the, the party line is well. When this was it. You know, we we didn't know if this was going to work. You know, basically. they literally
1: talk about counting returns. <laughs> like by hand in the back because they were so worried. Now I am sure, and
0: you folks might know. and Let us know that match himself. You know, that's Dave Meltzer. If you're new here, we call Dave Meltzer match because he says match A match exactly. Yep. But I'm sure Dave Meltzer's answered this question before. I personally don't know that, and I'm sure it is an exaggeration. But let's let's make believe here, Quinn. Right, that we don't know anything. Right. First of all, if this didn't make money, wouldn't they have just streamlined a bit for a while until they did make money again? Yeah, I mean, we
1: saw what happened to them (laughs) when they didn't have any money and they still made it through it. In in 95? It's just we had to deal with the likes of Mantar and stuff for a couple years. Right, Radford. Yeah, like that would have probably been the worst of it, right?
0: So what do you think?
1: Okay, so WrestleMania is a bust, basically,
0: right? Right. Now, they mainstream. here's one reason why WrestleMania becoming a success is it raised the WWF's perception in the mainstream. Correct. So that's one implication, financial or not, to consider.
1: Hogan put Belzer in a sleeper hole and let him fall to the floor. Yeah? Good! Okay, so we're saying it's a failure, right? But are we saying it's a failure monetarily? Or are we saying it's a failure as far as, like, I'm assuming the same show would happen, right? Yes. But, like, it just... It just doesn't, doesn't make money somehow. It doesn't make money somehow, but, like, the, it still wouldn't affect their exposure then, would it? Because people would be like, well, Muhammad Ali's there and like Cindy Lauper and all that shit.
0: Well, here's the thing that I want to wonder is, did it raise the WWF's profile for whatever it's worth in the mainstream media and across culture, pop culture and stuff because it was such a success or was it a success already because of the celebrities they had brought in? Hey Hulk! Look here. Everybody know we started training for the for the March 31st date, man. All over. Everybody know about it, man. March 31st. The paper got it, man. So this is why I don't buy this. They could have
1: gone out of business thing. Right? They, they they act like it was all over. They like already
0: this, had acquired these people for the show, and that's what got people talking. They had had
1: these people for like a year. <laughs> like, well, some of them, yeah. Like Whopper, yeah. right? Yeah. Wasn't she
0: there like in '84?
1: Yeah. Th- this has been going on for a while, so I don't I don't understand. If this didn't work, I mean, they already had successful like MTV show. They did like, two of that, them. That that whole war to settle the score and, and the brawl all that. to end it all. So say the WrestleMania doesn't work out I mean, financially. Yeah, then we just. Did they just try again? I don't know. Probably like a couple years later, they would have been like the new premier pay per view Survivor Series or something. Like <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> so like, okay, so that, that's another great dovetail yeah. here, right? So WrestleMania was the first pay per view. I mean, technically it was on closed circuit, limited on pay per view. WrestleMania 2 was on pay-per-view more widespread, right? Right. Because of the success of WrestleMania 1, they were able to do WrestleMania 2 and then 3 and then do other pay-per-views. However, you got to remember there's competition here. So does Jim Crockett see this didn't work for Vince? I'm not even going to bother for a while on pay-per-view.
1: I don't know because I thought pay-per-view is kind of a non-factor, right? With okay. with this because this the first one was only closed circuit for the most yeah for the most part maybe they would have just like rebooted the concept but with pay-per-view because that's a lot easier to make money on you think so yeah, yeah. it might be
0: now do they use that same wrestlemania name because or do they not want to be branded a failure
1: Maybe it's a different name, so and, what and, it and it be? acquires the numbers like Super Fight. Like what, yeah. would, what would they have called it? Uh, Razzle Dazzle eighty <laughs> five. Uh, Wrestle War. <laughs> yeah, because it hadn't been used yeah, yet. technically. Uh, Wrestle something. It probably would have been Wrestle something. Wrestle something. You Maybe think? Wrestle Fest would have been the, the actual like second version.
0: Can you imagine that, folks? The granddaddy of them all, Wrestle Fest.
1: And welcome
0: to Wrestle Fest. Three. <laughs> but it's Imagine not bad it's actually not it's that not bad. horrible at all it <laughs> actually think?
1: to me the mania thing yeah is a little hokey fest is more like oh this is like a festival of wrestling like i always thought that that seems like an actual better name for the biggest show i mean it goes hand in hand with fan fest yeah like when there's a festival like there's a lot of people there and it's everyone's involved it's it's for the mainstream you know what, what do you think when you think festival think like the circus sur- the circus right or woodstock sometimes i think yeah, like a, a, or music, like a music show
0: yeah i think sometimes a beetle fest or they, just a big convention what if they named it wrestle aid that sounds horrible <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like, like a gatorade like yeah. flavor no i just
1: mean like live aid I and know, all that Quinn, shit I know.
0: but Farm wrestle aid.
1: i think wrestle fest there but it just would have had the roman numeral properly. like and they probably okay here's the thing i think wrestlemania 3 because that was the first part where they had pay-per-view for yeah on a larger scale yes yes that would be probably like WrestleFest 1 and like you really think so WrestleX whatever the hell the name is so we'd
0: be talking about when Hogan fought Andre at WrestleFest 1 yeah in 1987 in Pontiac Michigan something like that yeah so do you think overall the biggest implication here is that it would have had a different name
1: if unfortunately yeah because again i really don't think they would have just like that's it no more wrestling well, like bye I, I, I just think i can see their side of it i mean i know that it's easy for them because it
0: was such a rousing success right to go back and dramatize it right and dramatize it and say oh you know we we didn't know if we were gonna make it you know, yeah in business or whatever but i mean really like you said They really took that big of a gamble without knowing if it was going to work. Why would any bank loan them money if like this was such
1: a gamble? This seems like a financially solvent decision. Yeah. If you really lay it out right. Yeah, but I'm saying why wouldn't a bank um, say, say they gave them the money to do it, right? Yeah. They would have to know that they had the means to pay them back anyway. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, you yes. can just do another show at the Garden like next month. <laughs> Which you know? they did, probably, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Madison Square Garden and the World Wrestling Federation.
0: Because think about it on paper. I think the whole point of this butterfly effect is we're going to call bullshit on WWE's line. Because right. think about what the concept on paper. They had already courted and wooed and recruited Mr. T. Right. Cindy Lauper. Billy Martin.
1: They had recruited Muhammad Ali in the Muhammad 70s. Ali, he was yeah. like
0: already connected to them. Good point. Uh, Liberace, right? They had already been building this angle, especially the Lopper one. Mm-hmm. The whole rock and wrestling connection since 84.
1: Yeah. Happy New Year! David and
0: Lou Albano! of course, you like to mention yes, Lou, the Lou, the Lou, Lou Albano. the Lou connection. Right. Hulk Hogan was already taking off as a star. I'm not saying that this didn't help. I mean, I
1: don't know that that
0: many people knew about Hogan before the, day the build. He,
1: the day he arrived in WWF when Business. he like saved Backland or whatever the Business hell went up. Yeah, yeah, like th- right. it wouldn't have. It would have been nothing off Hulk Hogan's back if this failed. Right, and to have Mister T,
0: I think was their biggest coup. Probably T and Lawler. Yeah, probably. I would say right because yeah. they were actually. culturally relevant people that matter. Like, Billy Martin was whatever. He was a manager. I would say
1: they would still even get the NBC thing had WrestleMania just not worked. That's true. I mean, they had
0: their first Saturday Night's Event was May of 85. And you can't tell me that. that was
1: in the works already. Yeah,
0: because WrestleMania was March 31st. You want to tell me that, like, what three weeks after it, Dick Ebersol like, "Hey Vince, I want to do a, yeah. a, a NBC. I love you, Dick." Oh, you
1: know? because he's like, you know that WrestleMania <laughs> yeah. thing. I really like that. That's gotta have already been in the works, right? You don't just you don't on just, a whim. G- you dude. don't just end up on NBC like in two months. In Saturday Night Live's time slot, yeah, no less. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like it- <laughs> randomly. The first wrestling show on network television in 30 years. It will preempt Saturday Night Live this week. I just, again, I think with this one, it's that WWE is full of shit. <laughs> that it didn't matter if this failed or not. Pay-per-view was going to happen whether anybody liked it or not. It was just going to be the way to make money. And truthfully, Quinn.
0: Vince McMahon, just knowing now the way he is and what we saw him, you know, deal with in the early 90s with after the steroid allegations and mm-hmm. then like having his public profile crippled. Right. For all those years. Right. And the way he rode that through and then came back in the late 90s. Yeah. Into a very profitable company. Even if this pay-per-view or this this event, I should yeah, say. It's not even a paper. It's not really failed. And let's say Crockett puts on the first really successful one, even though Starcade 83 already had happened. Even if Crockett was successful for a while, Vince McMahon was not going. He was driven on becoming the number one wrestling organization in his mind in the
1: world. I do think the one consequence would have been Starcade and NWA, for that matter, would probably be more prominent for another, you know, two years or so. Yeah, like like they would have hung on a bit, right? Yeah, like that's what I think. It would have like extended their
0: run slightly because we're still assuming that, you know, Magnum T.A. gets injured.
1: Right. We're everything still, else
0: is still happening. Yeah, we're still assuming everything else on the other ends of the wrestling industry it still I just happened. All it
1: would be is a delayed start for WWF as a for like a mega card. Right. That's and a good I point. think it still would have ended up like eighty seven would have been the year because pay per view. Because pay-per-view. Like that's the, the, the deciding factor. You're right, because they were still
0: running their monthlies at MSG, their yeah. monthlies in Philly, their monthlies in Boston, right? All in the Northeast, right? Let's focus on the Northeast. Right. Maryland, DC, all that stuff. Yeah. It was the Saturday night's main event deal, in my opinion, that really brought them to the mainstream. Right, because you don't have to pay to watch them. And people were watching SNL pretty regularly, even during like the shitty 80s That was a part. really bad era for it SNL. It was. That's why Dick himself was running it. Yeah. You know, and because of the horrible like fallout from the 1980 season with Gene Dunham and whatever. Anyway, yeah. I'm not, we're not greeting Savannah Town here, but yeah. I think the bottom line is, uh, I agree with you. I think that the WWE is full of shit. Oh, really? Really? I think there was some risk, obviously,
1: because there were expenses and overhead. They would have had a little bit of debt. They would have had debt, yeah. But they would have had to make up. They would have have, have been fine. They would
0: have recouped
1: it, yeah. Um, But even
0: if it hadn't been a success. I think the worst case is that it's not called
1: WrestleMania yeah. because they don't want to be associated with a failure. The worst case is that they have to run two MSG shows in May or <laughs> <Yeah>. something <laughs> instead of s- one.
0: They just need to find a way to get their money back, yeah. <laughs> and they probably would within yeah. a year, Yeah,
1: and then keep going forward. I don't right. think anything was stopping just Vince. This may have delayed them, but not that—I I don't think 85 and 86 are that important
0: yeah, I in, know. The, in the long run. In anyway. the long run, they're not. Yeah. It, it, they're necessary building blocks— But the late 80s was where they really, like 87 and
1: 90, forget about it. Yeah, exactly.
0: All right. Well, I think that's a very nicely handled, wrapped up butterfly effect there, folks. Let us know what you think would have happened. Was the WWE full of shit? Maybe you know more than we do. So let us know. What do you think could have happened? What name would they have chosen if it wasn't WrestleMania? That's an interesting one. Uh, Feel free to let us know. Reach us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can email us or join the group and let us know. But Quinn, when we get back, it is time for Mount Rushmore and Death Valley right after this. Direct from Madison Square Garden, New York, the sensational Wrestlemania seen worldwide via closed-circuit giant TV screens. The wrestling event of the year. Ten exciting matches including the Intercontinental Championship. Greg the Hammer Valentine, champion. champion managed by Jimmy Hart against the Junkyard Dog. The Tag Team Championship. Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo, champions. Managed by Captain Lou Albano. Take on Volkoff and the Iron Sheik. $15,000 slam match. Andre the Giant clashes with Big John Studs. The Ladies Championship. Leilani Kai, champion, managed by the fabulous Moolah, takes on former champ Wendy Richter, managed by Cindy Lauper, drudge match of the century, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T with Superfly Snuka in their corner, take on Rowdy Roddy Piper and Paul Mr. Wonderful Orndorff with Cowboy Bob Orton in their corner, remember, Wrestlemania, March 31st, 1 o'clock, be there!
1: Hi, this is Jameson, remember me? Yeah, me neither. You're listening to our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's the best. And welcome
0: back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for being with us here on Monday, April 2nd, 2018, episode number 76, our go-home show. Quinn, it's time for Mount Rushmore and Death Valley, where each week we have put, and we will continue to put, four of the best of something onto Mount Rushmore and four of the worst Go down into the desert of Death Valley, and Michael Quinn, I have a pick for you. Let's do it then. Uh, all right, it is the Mount Rushmore in Death Valley of <music> WrestleMania angles. Whoa, whoa, what a what a crafty one! What a one. This was a, a good one here, Quinn. The angle. Okay, let's talk about angles. I'm not talking about Kurt Angle, not him. An angle is like a storyline. Yeah, I mean, have you ever heard of it? You ever heard of that in <laughs> wrestling? <laughs> it's usually the reason why people are doing the fights. Yeah, like the fight because you know at WrestleMania. There's a bunch of fights. Right, right. All the fights. How many fights will you see that night? Generally, you would hope that the guys have a reason for all the fights. Yeah, usually. Usually, you, there's a reason you for would the fights, hope, right? And uh, an angle is is like the story of like why they're fighting. Yes. So with WrestleMania, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be anyway
1: the biggest show of the year. Supposed to settle the score from like all year, allegedly. It used to anyway, right? Sometimes. sometimes not sometimes really. it still I mean, does. We, we've discussed this before about how usually around February they would decide what <laughs> score they were settling. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Yeah.
0: And uh, obviously, with WrestleMania coming around this year, there are some long-term things that have happened you know, that have been in the works. There's some shorter-term builds. But an angle, bottom line, the best way I can sum it up for me personally as a fan, it's the reason to watch. Right. You know, a good angle will hold your attention. Right. It's okay. why you want to be there. So there's nothing like a good match, obviously. Mm-hmm. I like a good match. Yeah, but match. But it's even better to have a good angle and then a good match. Of course. Than to just
1: have... Yeah, you don't want to just have some random match. Yeah, that happens all the time on Superstars. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to a have Raw a good match. Yeah. Right.
0: So, Quinn, uh, I introduced the pick. Why
1: don't you take a hold of the stick there and give me one of your favorite or best WrestleMania angles well the easy number one is uh, Ricky Steamboat's larynx (laughs) broken thing is that the easy number one let's find out why Quinn because it's the quintessential like underdog thing like it's the first time they really did it at WrestleMania this guy he's supposed to be gone forever like (laughs) but he has wonderful recuperative (laughs) abilities according to his doctor, doctor Screech Powers yes
0: Gene I'm amazed at the man's recuperative abilities he's had an amazing recovery at this point
1: thank you zach for destroying my life and the macho man was just absolutely hated I don't like you, yeah. um, by everyone uh-huh. he'd uh stolen the title in the boston gardens as gorillas had the khakis yeah uh-huh. as gorilla used to say oh, i stole the title uh, jess just because of the khakis there's like nothing nefarious <laughs> about it at all but anyway <laughs> that's allegedly the reason right khakis and he'd been you know kicking george Steele's ass all yeah. year yeah and he kind of got like, cheap victories and run away. Memphis healed it up all year. Treating Elizabeth like crap. So finally he does this thing where he takes a ring bell to yes. uh Ricky the Dragon's Larynx. Yes, the Larynx. And he's supposed to be dead.
0: You are a priority in my
1: career right now. <clears throat> He's back and he, comes, he back. comes back and he wins. He beats the macho man, yeah. fair and square. In an old time classic well, WrestleMania a, not match, not exactly fair and
0: square. George but. Steele unfortunately helps out with his sorry ass,
1: but that makes sense again in the whole like story because this is the guy he like kept screwing over all year. Right, you're right about like. that. And it's a great angle. Yeah, the chickens come home to roost, as they say, to, for the Macho Man. All, it's like a combination of all the things that he's been doing, and everything comes back to bite him in the ass. What
0: does that phrase mean, the chickens come home to roost? I've
1: mean, never heard it. I mean, I've heard it, but I've never thought about it. It just means that, like, it all that shit you did before, it's coming back to bite you in the ass, kind what of. What goes
0: around comes around. Right, yeah. Karma's a bitch. Right. All right. I think that's great, and that's one of Quinn's quintessentials. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. And I'm not going to argue that as being a great, Angle, I'm going to give you one of mine that I think might also be an easy number one. Right. Okay, so we might have, again, if it gets in as number one or not, I don't care, but here, here's a really good one too. Okay. And that's going to be Bret Hart versus Steve Austin, WrestleMania 13 Angle.
1: Yeah, it had been built up for quite a long time. Another um, long term one. Uh, and it built since like I want to say like August or something yeah, of 96 where Austin's like, I want to challenge Brett hard or whatever the fuck he says. You
0: know, I don't want to wrestle right now. I want to be home and pet my cat.
1: Yeah. and But it's this whole long build and Brett's kind of like, you know, like yeah. I'll fight you eventually. I'll fight you stone cold, you hyena. And meanwhile, Austin's getting into trouble with Pillman yep. and like blah, blah, blah. Just taunting Brett the whole time. And they, the thing with that, that slightly lowers it yeah uh, under the macho man in steamboat yeah, to me yeah. is the fact that they did fight at survivor series. So it's not like it's like the first time you're seeing them battle. Yeah. But I mean, that doesn't have to, that, that's that match is part of a greater
0: angle. Yeah. So it, it still works for me. You have the Royal rumble aspect of it where Austin yeah. illegally eliminates Brett. You right. have the final four.
1: No, I agree. Where it, Brett wins the title. It, might, it might easily make it in. It might
0: easily make it in. Here's the reason why I like it so much it builds, in my mind, the Bret Hart end of it builds from losing to Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania twelve, Right. Because that is the moment where Bret Hart, the character... and Forget the real life. Let's we'll just talk about the character right now. They're very similar anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the, the point where Bret Hart, the character, says, fuck it. And he leaves, right? Right.
1: And that was planned, obviously. But, but then the character leaves. Vince had an orgasm about a contract for 10 years and all this, and he's back. 20 years. 20 so years, he comes sorry. back,
0: and it's like... You know, he's like, I'll be with the WWF forever. Yeah. Which sounds very funny in retrospect. Yeah, you mean for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, a year and change. The whole time, Steve Austin's taunting him for no reason. Yeah. Like, Brett never even on camera did anything with him. He's such an
1: ass the whole time. He's so jerky. Yeah.
0: Brett, you used to wear the pink and the black. In Stone Cold's book, pink stands for You Know What. And it's so great because they have a great Survivor Series match, great technical wrestling match. Brett wins. Mm-hmm. Austin does not let this go for at, the whole time. Yeah. He attacks
1: Brett all the time. He screws him over in the Royal Rumble. He screws him over, like, on Raw consistently. Yep. Then, like, the, one, to help him. the one time that he needs him to do something for him like he tries to help him and brett fails but that's not really his fault it's also the undertaker being a douche too yeah the
0: undertaker's a dick because he wants to win the title it's quite possibly the greatest go home raw of all time it is the whole thing culminates of course in one of the all-time great wrestlemania matches wrestlemania 13 the submission match brett versus austin the famed double turn yeah where brett turns heel at the end of the match and also turns face and it, a once in a lifetime type of thing you can't duplicate
1: that it's one of those rare wrestlemania angles that truly does last for an entire year yeah it was awesome
0: you want to get more on the table here before we start throwing anything of course in? of All course right, what else do you want to put in Quinn? we
1: gotta talk about andre hogan briefly i know we've, we did. we've been talking about we covered it covered it
0: at length last uh, last episode so if you haven't listened to that
1: make sure you catch up but you know that you're bleeding and you're bleeding you know, our <laughs> yeah, I, I ch- child duel to a match at the WrestleMania. WrestleMania, yeah. The shock of being with Bobby the Brain Heenan, right? What are you doing with him? I don't know.
0: Now the thing is, is in the in the build up packages at WrestleMania three, they dressed it up like this was three years in the making since Hogan won the title. It yeah. really wasn't. If you look at the storyline, it's, it's
1: the beginning of the uh, February surprise for Hogan.
0: Exactly, which would happen again in eighty eight, and right. eighty nine, and ninety two, yeah. and ninety three. It happened a lot, right? right? But what I like about the Hogan Andre is it was concise, easy storytelling
1: in, like, six weeks. Yeah, it's pretty quick, and it's... It worked! Anybody who would ever watch it could understand it. It's not complex. Right. Now, it doesn't have the
0: emotional impact of a Savage Steamboat. It doesn't have the storytelling nuance of Brett versus Austin. I would say it has an
1: emotional impact, because... Maybe, I don't know, yeah, not, not as because much. It, it, As far as, like, it's, it's like a triumph and a surprise, the ending. Oh, the match, you mean? Yeah, because match, people... Yes. I know it sounds stupid, but I think a lot of people truly thought Andre was just going to win. I have no idea. like We it, weren't there. Yeah, but a lot of people from that time say right. like it seemed like a foregone conclusion. Right. Well, maybe it was. So that's another great one. Can I give mm-hmm. another one to you?
0: Sure. And then we can start making some decisions here and get mm-hmm. some stuff in. One of my favorite ones, I thought it was really well done. It's another February surprise for Hogan. However, it really built way back to when... A guy entered the company, and that's Savage Hogan for five, and I'll explain why.
1: Yeah, it's that's a really good one. That's like a literally a five-year storyline. The day Savage entered in WWF
0: in June of 85, Mm -hmm. he was calling out Hulk Hogan. Yep. From day one. From day one.
1: Hulkamania is (laughs) dead! Starting now. Oh yeah, all around the world, yeah. He
0: did feud with Hogan in throughout late '85 into early '86. Yeah, had, but I mean, it was one of those monster of the month styles where like Savage is not expected to win. Right. There was a bunch of rematches. You know, yeah. Savage won by count out a few times. Hogan yeah. won other times. Right. It was like a good, solid house show feud. Yeah. You know, it wasn't built a lot on TV. No. Like, you know, it didn't play out on
1: syndication. Yeah, pretty much only Savage would call him out in, like, weird, like, event (laughs) center-style things. Like, coming to the Cops County Coliseum, (laughs) Randy Savage versus Hulk Hogan. I'm better than you because I'm the
0: incontinental Champion, right? He would still go on about that while he was IC Champion. Right. He did never like Hogan. That's why it was such a big deal in October of 87 when Hogan helped him.
1: We could be seeing the meeting of the madness. And, the mania. Yes, there it
0: is. and now they're the mega powers, right? Yeah. And they have the whole handshake, the Liz thing. And then they break up on the main event, too, which we reviewed a few weeks back. Which is
1: another great storyline. Great storyline. And, and it seemed like it's such a shocker, the way it's executed. It's like, I think, like, people got the underpinnings that Savage, you know, he never was, he never really liked Hogan. Right. However, <laughs> the violence involved... <laughs> that it being, yeah, there's something violent about it because it's in like a hospital room and there's sharp objects yeah, around. It's just and like, very it's, gritty. Yeah, it's like ooh, I don't, I don't know if I'd want to be having a fight next to all these needles and right, like <laughs> aluminum cans and stuff. Aluminum cans can be very abrasive. Yeah. So I
0: think that it was a great match. You know, WrestleMania 5, the mega powers explode finally. The the match was good but I mean the
1: angle is top notch in in terms of storytelling. (laughs) Long term. Yeah, uh, I think another one, (laughs) Savage is such an MVP with the storylines, but the ultimate warrior thing yeah that had been going on since you know the well before the royal rumble right at the end of the summer of 90 yeah it's right after the million dollar man gets yep. involved with the dusty thing where sapphire shows her coat yeah know? the coat and then savage is like no fuck this i'm with i'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm going after the ultimate Warrior. i'm done with dusty Rhodes. Yeah, like that's I, what it is let, let the million dollar man take the mantle like, i love it because yeah. like
0: savage kills dusty at summer slam like two him yeah Rhodes is not moving what did he have? Sapphire had shown her coat. Right. Her fur coat. And that Dusty was Dusty heartbroken. All like, I can't believe she
1: threw her coat at it. Uh-huh. And is like, ha 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 ha. ha. And Savage's <laughs> like, okay, you can buy it, no reason for <from laughs> <Yeah. Diviassi> to <laughs> get involved. it's <laughs> <laughs> <And laughs> one of my favorite <laughs> yeah, stupid things. Because he can, basically, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. That's
0: all it is. <laughs> so then savage <laughs> <laughs> is
1: like, you know what? I want the title. Yeah. Yeah, and he's then, like, I'm ready now. Like, new champion, Ultimate Warrior. Like, I feuded with Hogan all yep. the previous year. Doesn't even fight at Survivor Series. He just,
0: like, yells about the Warrior in interviews. Yeah, he's That's calling him it out.
1: It's kind of like it starts in the same kind of position as far as wearing the gear as the Austin-Brett feud. Yeah, the end of the
0: previous year. Yeah. Right. And then at the Rumble, one of our favorite run-ins ever, when he- Savage costs him the title. <laughs>
1: It was almost like Savage couldn't get the title shot, right? warrior said no like a so, jerk right and after Dick. sherry tried to give him a b- or whatever yeah she might have and and basically like savage is almost like well if i can't get the title shot you don't get to be the champion either <laughs> like that's like he just kind of like so he, petty he kind of just like hits the nuclear button on like getting he the does. title shot like he
0: had been trying for a month and he was like calling him out and yeah. yelling about him and then he just has sherry ask where Warriors like no yeah he literally hits the nuclear button on
1: getting a title shot he's like well then fuck you yeah. i'm just gonna get Get it from Slaughter, then. Yeah. Like, you're not
0: champion anymore. How about that, you yeah. asshole? Yeah. <laughs> That's basically his M.O. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why can't I have a shot? Yeah, he beat Dusty Rhodes. Like, wait a that Good enough for you? And does Warrior realize who he's fighting that night? Yeah. Slaughter! Yeah.
1: He gets a shot? Yeah, it's weird. Well, you know, to defend America's honor, of course, Joe.
0: Don't give me that shit. Yeah. So so anyway, we lead up to the retirement match. That's how much these guys hate each other. So
1: yeah, it basically becomes like, now that Savage has kind of left scorched earth, like it, it comes down to like, well, the World Wrestling Federation is not big enough for the two of us. That's right. Period. And what happens, Quinn, at that that match is obviously that a warrior wins, with the caveat that Savage walks away with the woman he loves because Sherry betrays Savage. After two years of being with him. And she sees that he's gone and she says, well, fuck this. Like, he's useless to me now. And she, like, turns on him. Her meal ticket's gone. But Miss Elizabeth comes in, makes the save, rain hat cries, lady in the blue dress. (laughs) Maybe the shoes are too tight. We've talked about it, right? vain lady. Like, they're all all happy about it. And
0: (laughs) and fuck Fonzie. Yeah, and fuck Fonzie. I don't care if Ultimate Warrior got his ultimate win. Right. But anywho. Is that number one? That is a really good at- start oh. to finish, or is the Mega Powers maybe? Yeah, but then there's also the Steamboat one. All right, we have a ton of contenders, and I don't know if they're okay. What we about got-
1: Wrestle 25 with Undertaker and Sean? And Sean Nichols there. Nichols there. What about Brett Own? Bret yeah, Own is yeah, good. Bret Own. Holy shit! What are we gonna do here,
0: Quinn? All right, okay. What is the best one? Or fuck it. It doesn't. There's four best, right? Right. What do we know for sure is going in? I think <sighs> Mega Powers. <laughs>
1: Ma- yeah, Megapowers. Because it was such a long build. Maybe the Savage Warrior, too. Maybe. Yeah. Are you okay putting Megapowers in knowing that it won't get knocked out? Yeah. I mean, I, that's I, years. The thing, the only one that I think contends with that one is Hogan Andre. Maybe. Yeah. I want
0: to put, I don't think anything can top the Megapowers. Right. It was years in the making. It was their two biggest stars at the time. Yeah, it's just unfortunate that it happened at Trump Plaza, but okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's the only black mark, but that's not a fault of the storytelling, yeah. right? So, no. okay, we're going to do it. Yeah, let's do that. For number one, Hogan Savage, the Mega Powers Explode. We've got a lot on the table. What you else? You know, there's got?
1: another one to go on the table because to me, I know, Joe, that you're going to say like it was their own fault and they're stupid and whatever, but what? the whole Daniel Bryan build to at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. It is. Oh yeah. Li- listen. It might be accidental, but it starts it at happened. SummerSlam of thirteen, and it ends with Daniel Bryan triumph. It might be one of the greatest Fuck. stories ever told. Of no, like okay, like the WWE. It's their fault. Like they didn't mean to tell this story, but they told it. They told it, it, and it fucking happened. And it took us twists and turns. I've never personally, Joe, watched wrestling with you mm-hmm. and seen you. At that, like hysteria, when Daniel Bryan looked like he wasn't going to make it, like yeah. folks, if you're
0: if you're a newer listener, you might know that I've had peaks and valleys of the last several years yeah. with the with the what we call the current product. This is now no longer the current product. Yeah, this it's, is it's, four it's, or five years ago now, yeah, right? Right. But this was for me as a fan who's been a fan since 1994, one of the most, and I was 30, well, 28, 29 years old at the time. One of the most emotionally invested times I've ever been in wrestling. I
1: know, and it really doesn't seem like it should be, but it It was. was. I just I I literally remember a night after Raw where it was you and Donnie, who Donnie's going to be on the show. he'll he'll remember this. He'll remember this. But they were like both yelling at me. We were because I was like, hold out hope. It's Daniel Bryan. He'll do it. He's he's the best. I love him. Right? Yeah. And you and you guys just like went on and I, it's over. They're gonna fuck us over. WWF's assholes. They don't like him. Yeah. How do you have any hope? And this like, it's just like he's my fa- he's gonna do it, man. And he did. <laughs> they got us. They they absolutely had us as adults, and that's why it's up there. Like, yeah. they absolutely had us.
0: Okay, you're right because from. Brian fake winning it from John Cena. Yeah. Right? He won it. And he then cashed then in Orn on like immediately. because Triple H turned on him. And then Orn, yeah. right was the champion. And it was horrible world title scene. And when Daniel Bryan, you know, took off the, the Wyatt costume and, and did the yes on the cage, that was wonderful when he wasn't in the Royal Rumble and everyone lost their shit, rightfully so, <laughs> yeah. even though he wasn't advertised to be in it. Right. I'll, I'll right, give right. him that. That's yeah. fine. And then finally, he gets added to this horrible main event of Batista and Orton. Yeah, which really was going to be the main event,
1: but it really was going to be on top of that. What makes all this work is that he had to beat like final form Triple H in the opener opener, just to qualify, like cementing his underdogness, like going into the show. That was one of the most feel good WrestleManias, Quinn. When he beat Triple H just in the beginning of the show, like people were like crying and like fucking flipping out. They're like, it's happening, it's happening, you know? Like,
0: and he tapped out Batista and won the title. And it was one of the best moments. And since, thankfully, we're cutting it off at WrestleMania, we don't yeah. have to worry about what happened afterwards. Yeah.
1: Because they were obviously going to book him like shit. Yeah. He was going to feud with Kane. Well, 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 that's, that's you know? all. And, and but we don't have to worry about you know, that. No, this is all apropos talking about this because Daniel Bryan has just returned to the world wrestling right. entertainment. Yes. Man, that's up there, Quinn. All right. Yeah. We, we got to come down okay, to yeah, earth yeah, We got to come down to earth. But we actually, three I, more spots. do you think yeah. that anything can knock that off now? Just reminiscing about that. Like, no. I'll I, that's, put it on. That's fucking unbelievable. I'll put it on. Like...
0: Believe it or not, I'll put it on. I've never seen anything like that. The name of our this show is Our Vantage Point. Yeah. And Quinn and I love that. That is on my, my Mount Rushmore. That made me want to watch WrestleMania yeah. 30. Yeah. And that in itself can, is saying something. I'll go for yeah, it. Yeah, I've never been on a high like that. All right. The Daniel Bryan saga for number two. Savage Steamboat or Hogan Andre? I think one has to go. If we're gonna like I don't think they're both making Ooh. it. I don't think
1: they're both making it. Honestly, watching it as a kid, yeah, from the Coliseum tape or whatever, yeah, sure. The one that pulled at the most for me was Savage Seamboat Okay. Because I just didn't see it like coming. Like I, I think you're right. Like even as a kid, like I watched it and I was like, Well, Macho Man's Macho Man, why would he lose? Right. I think
0: it's the better one also. And yeah. and just because I think it's a better story. Yeah. Uh, it's a simple story, but so is Hogan Andre. And honestly, I mean, Hogan-Andre, That that the whole point of that story is that they had never fought, allegedly. Yeah, and the
1: 15-year win streak. Yeah, even though
0: none of that's true. Yeah. Um, with Savage Steamboat, they had this this classic match, right? If they had had that match without the story, it wouldn't have meant as much. Yeah, it would have just been a really good match at WrestleMania. If they had had that story and still had a good match, it still would have been good. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. The match was irrelevant. The feud was set. It was a good feud. It really yeah, was, in yeah. my mind, a very good feud. It made sense. It was a classic babyface, making yeah. a classic comeback against the egotistical, megalomaniacal
1: heel. Right. I'll take it. I mean And I, everyone was everyone bought in. I mean, the euphoria in the yeah. in the ninety-three thousand sea of people. Yeah. When Steamboat wins. I mean, it's a it's a moment of genuine shock and awe and ugh, I get goosebumps just thinking of Steamboat holding up the intercontinental title on right. the cart as he's like being carted away and he's like, he can barely stand and the story like it's just fucking perfect. I agree with you. However, we have a few others we need to
0: discuss. We have two spots. Okay. Okay. I don't want to preemptively put anything in yet because there's also Brett Austin. There's also warrior savage.
1: I think Brett Austin is going to go. <sighs> yeah, in. It has to go in. Right? right. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think you're right. We discussed the merits of it. It is truly a comprehensive story. And, you know, one good thing about a story and angle is the ending. The ending to that one, the WrestleMania ending we're talking about, right, mm-hmm. is the double turn.
1: Right. Perfect ending, right? Yeah. Like, it all culminates in Brett lowering it's himself. Perfect. to, all, yeah, It's it, perfect. He he brings the baby face down to the heels level, yes. which is a huge different surprise Ugh. that people didn't see coming. It was like he finally broke him. He finally broke him, and it's the birth of the antihero Steve Austin. Yeah. Fantastic.
0: For number three, Brett Austin? Yep. Okay. And, Quinn, another one I really do think is worth discussing a little more in detail now is Brett Owen. Yeah. Because Brett versus Owen from WrestleMania 10, folks, had been building since Survivor Series, mm-hmm. which is a good build. I mean, November yeah. to March is good. Right. Right? It's not the February surprise. Yeah. So, Brett and Owen were in this kind of, you know, innocent match where they're teaming up with their shittier brothers, right? You know, yeah. Bruce, the worst, and yeah. <laughs> Keith, like, the friendly. Yeah. <laughs> the friendly <laughs> we brother. We don't have a problem with no, Keith. Keith is very nice. And, of course, uh, yeah, tiger, Tiger's the yeah. ringside there. And uh, against Shawn Michaels and his knights, even right. though it should have been Jerry Lawler, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and Owen uh, accidentally gets eliminated yes. because he knocks into Brett uh-huh. and Shawn Michaels pins him. No, He just knocked his brother off into the, into the rail. Oh, wait a minute. Owen. Oh, and- what? The shadow has gone. And Owen's all mad for right, weeks right. and weeks. And then Brett's like, you know, at Christmas time, we made up, and we don't want to fight each other. Yeah. So they're like, we're, we're going to challenge the Quebecers. We're yeah. going to team up against the Quebecers. Yeah. I knew we could channel our energy in a better direction, and that direction is against the Quebecers. They have this uh, very good match against Quebecers Royal Rumble ninety four, but they lose. They lose because Brett has um I Le- his P- leg is Pierre hurt. in the sharpshooter, yeah. yeah, and his leg is hurt. And Timmy White's like, no, no, it's no more match, yeah, for no reason. And that's <laughs> where Owen, of course, kicks his leg, leg out of his, his leg. leg, yeah. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. And then Owen just goes on the warpath, like, week after week, like, you stink, I hate you, (laughs) I want to fight you. And Brett's like, I'm not going to fight my brother Owen. And then he finally agrees to fight his brother Owen. And they have an all-time classic, my favorite match at WrestleMania 10. Great match. The story of it is the little dick brother wins.
1: Right, okay. So, I really like this match. I like this feud. Yep. Where... I don't know if it can um stand up in this pantheon because we have a lot of good ones, right? We do, we do. I feel it's the beginning of a larger feud rather than the conclusion. Yeah, that's that is fair. Um it's the the SummerSlam is kind of the ninety four conclusion, <laughs> but this shit goes on like until like ninety seven when they finally like <laughs> the hug and like Yeah, they back never together. get off each other's back, right? Yeah, like this is literally the very beginning of this. It
0: actually is. Yeah. The next step was SummerSlam. Throughout ninety five Owens bitching at Brett
1: the fact that at the end of 10 okay. Owen comes out and is like yeah. the stare down and stuff okay. yeah like I and it's, it's nothing again a gr- yep, it's a great fantastic. feud it might be one of the better angles of all time mm-hmm. but it, it's when you have feuds that were blown off yeah. at WrestleMania, like, this was, like, the apex of this yeah, shit. Yeah, w- like, which
0: Brett Austin was. Daniel
1: Bryan. Hogan Savage. That yeah, was the like, apex of their feud. Right.
0: Because the Zeus shit was later in right. Paris and stuff. Yeah. Buster Douglas. Like, all that <laughs> yeah. shit, none of that mattered.
1: Yeah, it was all after the fact. Savage
0: Steamer was the apex. Warrior Savage was
1: certainly the apex. There's one more I gotta bring up, though. What? Rock Austin 17. Yeah, that's a really good one. The only thing is it's part two of a three-part WrestleMania yeah, unfortunately thing. Unfortunately, it is. But it's it the is. best part. The story leading up to it, I, I mean, it was just kind of like they should fight. Well, no, Austin won the Royal Rumble. Right, but it was like Austin making a comeback, but it... W- I need to beat you, Rock. And, and it was more what happened after the match with the turn to heal. Oh, and- I don't
0: like that. Actually, never mind. It's disqualified. I don't like yeah. that ending. Never mind. Yeah. No. Oh, I, know, oh, I, love oh.
1: the, I love the match. I really, the match really I love like. that match. I don't like
0: the ending. All right. You know what? I, have, I think I'm going Warrior Savage, Quinn. I really do. Warrior Savage, Warrior yeah, Savage. I, I, yeah, I agree. I don't think anyone think can top it. No, I, I, I'm with you though. I think when you consider the whole the whole breadth of it, including the ending with with Elizabeth, I mean, you, how do you top that? It's one yeah. of the best angle, it, one of the best things. Is there
1: anything with Undertaker that we're forgetting? Because during the middle 2000s, the Undertaker's matches at WrestleMania were very. Um, looked forward to let's, but, put, let's put it that way Wrestle 25 is the best one right and the fact that Undertaker runs into Shawn Michaels in the Royal and the Rumble, Rumble yeah. and that that was really cool yeah that's the best I, Undertaker Yeah, I, I don't, yeah, don't want to give like I just want to yeah. you know make sure we're covering all our bases here but, yeah that's the best one nothing yeah. else was really that great because he was never there after that yeah yeah He'd just
0: show up die 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 and then win right, right yeah except Brock so alright are we doing Warrior Savage for number 4 I'm fine yeah, with it that, no it's perfect okay. it's a great angle For number four, Warrior and Savage. Well, a recap for Donnie. We have the Mega Powers Explode, the WrestleMania 5 story. We have Daniel Bryan wins the big one at WrestleMania 30. Bret and Austin, WrestleMania 13, and the Warrior and Savage retirement match, the lead-up, the fall-off from WrestleMania 7. That's our Mount Rushmore of WrestleMania angles. Quinn, I started with one of the best. Want to give me one of the worst?
1: Well... Now that I've been watching it again, one of the worst for me is that whole get well Matilda, which (laughs) led to the Bulldogs versus... uh, Islanders with Bobby Heenan in and a the, dog suit. And the Bulldogs had Coco Beware oh, for right. some reason. right. I guess because he also has a pet, like, <laughs> so he had sympathy. I, d- I haven't gotten to that part in Superstars yet that I'm watching. The only good part of this is Bob Euchre's promo or, like, interview at WrestleMania
0: 4 where he's like, for what you did, the KGBY. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that whole thing. That's fine, but, but that's... Tell me why this sucks. So, I'm watching this angle over again, right, Joe? I'm sorry. Well, because I'm just watching the superstars in general, I'm so not, it's not like I'm trying to actively watch it. It's just featured, like, a lot. I know. I'm like, still sorry. I was actually surprised, Joe. Yeah. I thought, based on the placement on the card, mm-hmm. watching it over the years, like, that I just thought that it was, like, a throwaway, like, funny feud. No, it was it's pretty like well promoted. every yeah. fucking episode yeah. of superstars for, yeah. like, months. Get well, Matilda
0: p.o box 3858 stamford connecticut 06905
1: it it was it was up there quinn it was in your face yeah and what's even more upsetting about it is that the british bulldogs are not like a joke team yet like they aren't like garbage or anything like they can still go like even they have a match on superstars where even dynamite who you know is allegedly like always hurt he's like (laughs) fucking awesome he does like some like crazy like he like twists like a superplex off the, like the second rope or something I don't know and I'm just like so they were fine right like yes. like uh, what is they the were issue great. They, like, why the d- fuck I are they know. in this
0: because the WWF wanted to update their mailing list and get more people that they could send shit
1: to so to, to, to do that the, the idea was let's make Dynamite Kid and Davy Boy Smith look like big pussies <laughs> as they like come on the screen every week and are like oh we're so we can't function without this dog you know we,
0: we miss a dog we we don't know where the dog that's Bulldog that's Davy Boy yeah Dynamite,
1: Dynamite's even worse Dynamite
0: sounds like he's chewing on a t-shirt when he talks I don't know he's a little more clear in his concerned voice
1: yeah <laughs> in his concerned voice they're, but they're like you know you gotta say Matilda we don't know where she is you don't anyone know where she is uh. and then when she comes back they're just like like she doesn't like to like be by she, herself or something. She doesn't like
0: to be by herself. Uh, she's very she's very thin. She needs two fat ladies. I don't yeah. know what the deal is there. It's horrible. It's a very and, bad and, thing. And,
1: and the bottom line at, and why I think it deserves to be in is yeah. it ruined the British Bulldogs and that sucks because they were like yeah. one of the mainstay tag teams. Right, right. They don't get enough credit for being like one of the better tag teams in the WWF. From 85 at that th- to 88. Yeah, even in 88, yeah. they were still one of the top flight tag teams. They and could still go. That angle ruined them.
0: Hey, I'll give you that one. I'm going to give you a bad one, though. Technically, it only hit the uh, the free-for-all, the pre-show, okay. but it was still built up to be a WrestleMania match. It started in January of 96. <laughs> it is one of the worst things I've ever seen, and it is the
1: Huckster versus the Nacho Man. So that hap- I don't remember that happening on the show. Right on the pre-show, it happened on the pre-show. It still so counts. does that count? Yes. Well, I mean,
0: that's some garbage. That counts because we've talked a little bit about how we thought that the billionaire Ted skits maybe like one or two were funny ever. Yeah. Vince ran with this for like three fucking months, thinking he was so like witty, yeah. making fun of Ted Turner, mm-hmm. which is fine. But making fun of Hulk Hogan, making fun of Randy Savage, making fun of Gino, going over and over and over again whilst we have to deal with like Tatanka yeah. and JBL and, <laughs> and, <nothing>. and Freddie <laughs> Joe Floyd and yeah. all this shit and he's like look how funny we are ha 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 and they built this up to some horrible ass match match with uh, Hogan or sorry Huckster versus Nacho and they had like oxygen tanks I don't even remember it this. It sucks.
1: I need to get that footage somewhere. No, you don't. I don't I really don't remember that the, there being a match. But, I'm gonna sum this up for you. But Karim. I believe you because they were building to it. You know what I think of it? It sucks. Yes, exactly. So that, I mean, that I mean, it did have a lot of build too, it so did. it does count as an angle. So we can consider that.
0: I'm not saying we have to think about putting it on I'm gonna give you another one though, a more real one, okay. Sure. This one was bad in every way, shape, and form in terms of storytelling and angles. Mm -hmm. And it was the whole thing with Jericho and Triple H in 2002. Right, with the dog.
1: Yeah, and it's not... Another dog
0: thing. First of all, the dog thing, right? So this is... (laughs) God. All right, so Jericho was the Unified Champion. Uh, Which he, was a big deal. It was a huge deal. He like, beat
1: Austin and Rock in the same night. And when we say unified, we're not talking about WWF SmackDown and Raw champion. We're no. talking about like WCW and WWF, right. like the two heavyweight you yes. know companies. Yes, exactly.
0: And <laughs> for some reason they decided that, you know what, what this angle really needs Stephanie and Triple H should like break up.
1: A no good lying
0: bitch. And Jericho should run over
1: Triple H's dog Lucy. Yeah, that we had never heard of until now. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. ever. Apparently, like the moment they first mentioned Lucy, all of a sudden, like Stephanie McMahon loves or Triple H, I'm sorry, yeah. loves Lucy. Like apparently, like he this loves is Lucy. Like, this no is se. this is like the soft spot triple H, like the, this killer, this cerebral Horrible. assassin. It's like, don't fuck with his dog. He loves his dog. Like they even right. like show the dog with him and he's like, Oh Lucy, like it's like <laughs> he, he's like it's way too it's like too out of character it's too for, much, yeah. for Triple H. How is Daddy's baby? Did you miss your daddy? Uh
0: They didn't need to humanize him like that. Yeah. But here's my fundamental problem. Dog shit aside, no pun intended, uh, Triple H, Stephanie thing aside, right? Yeah. Here's my fundamental problem with that being not only the main event, like literally the promoted main event in the last match of WrestleMania 18. Right. Here's the problem, right? Triple H against Chris Jericho under almost all circumstances Jericho should be the face fighting from underneath, and Triple H should right, be a dominant yeah, I champion. I agree. So, yeah. in inherently within the angle, it was fucked. Yeah, because Jericho is
1: an arrogant heel champion, which is fine, but not against Triple H. But see, the Jericho being an arrogant heel works as a mid card thing. That's not what as I always fa- thought. Not as a world champion.
0: No one really needed to see Triple H vanquish Jericho at
1: WrestleMania. It's not right, like, especially it didn't need with the, to happen. especially with the newly minted like world champion Jericho like this is right. your moment to make Jericho like had he fought and vanquished somebody awesome at right. us, like not Triple H and yes. Triple H did something else like yeah. they could have like I'm sorry I'm like backtracking but like the thing with Jericho that they always fucked up mm-hmm. is they would like take two steps forward and three steps back with him like all the time right like it was it was annoying no that's true to the and fi- they took like 10-15 years before everyone's like whoa okay Jericho's like a yeah, legend, 10-15
0: like, years. Like
1: he should have been a legend in like by 04 right like, or something. I agree. Like, you know
0: I agree with you. Uh, another another thing that I want to bring up. I know I'm running the board here, but just just a little bit more. Okay? okay, is the whole Triple H Booker T WrestleMania nineteen lead up? Yeah, and now I'm not saying that Triple H should or shouldn't have won that match against Booker T. Yeah, but the way they handled the lead up was a little. Would you um, recap that for me? It was where Triple H was basically, look, here's the bottom line because we don't want to take forever on this, but the bottom line is that you can very easily interpret a very racist mm-hmm. angle to this whole thing. And right. look, I know racism is a real thing. Yeah. Clearly. Right. But we don't the whole point of wrestling and WrestleMania is supposed to be mainstream <laughs> yeah. and like uh, devoid of that. Is that maybe you do exaggerate a lot of things. Yeah. But the problem is if you're gonna
1: run with that, have Booker T win. Right, it, exactly. Like it should never he, he should lose all. like that it's it's, it's just wrong.
0: Somebody like you doesn't get to be a world champion. Go ahead, Book. Watch entertain. Go ahead. Do a little dance for me, Book. If you want Triple H to win at WrestleMania 19, fine, but don't run the racism angle. Yeah,
1: just, that's all. Just a normal. They're you know they're just uh, fighting for something. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that's the only thing. So right. that that's a sore that, spot to me. That that might go on immediately because okay. that's just terrible. Like that, that, that is
0: just detestable and shouldn't be a thing. That's the problem. It's not that you shouldn't run. You want to run? a I mean, Nation yeah. of Domination was that right? Right. But it was done well. Right. right. Which no one realizes, but look back in ninety seven. It's handled well. It's handled very well. Farouk does a great job communicating it. Yeah. But the way they did this whole thing in 03, it was set up
1: to where Booker should have won. Yeah. And he didn't. And that's why it's a bad angle. Yeah, I think with the nation why it's handled better yeah. is because the nation were not handling this this type of thing like peacefully. Right like, yeah, like right, right. they were like a gang that beat up people yes. and but from behind and shit. Like and like that that was different. Absolutely. absolutely. So I think the Triple
0: H Booker thing is just altogether a misfire. Yeah. And I think we'd be remiss to not include it. Are you okay with putting it on for number mm-hmm. one? All right, for number one, Triple H Booker T, the WrestleMania nineteen buildup. Die, die, die. What do you think of Michael?
1: Um, what about the whole Jake is blind thing? <laughs>
0: Because like, well, of arrogance,
1: okay. and all that <laughs> okay. blinded by arrogance. Uh,
0: now, without going into too much recapping, it started in like the end of ninety. So it
1: had a good run. It was a while. Why do you think it should go on though? First of all, I think it ruined Rick Martel's momentum. I think on okay. paper it seemed like, oh, this is gonna like Rick Martel. This is gonna really shoot him up there, right? And make him seem like okay, like he can handle he like. Either the intercontinental title, or even put him in the main event scene after this, yeah. after feuding with Jake the Snake. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead, he just looks like a dumbass. <laughs> like, at the, like all I can remember the outcome of it being is Rick Martel with a black bag on his head, like, like looking like an idiot. Yeah, that, that's uh, a um, notable point. Not only that, Jake has this whole stupid thing where, like, I don't like humanizing the, the very like mysterious and like. Mm-hmm. Evil Jake, the evil but a face like I don't know like there. Yeah. Jake the Snake has like an allure to him, right? And it a mystique, if you will. Mystique, and it, it killed that mystique. It was and a mistake. I think they thought because he would have this cool looking eye thing going on that he would look it would bring more of him but the problem is before that yeah. he's like getting made fun of by like brother love and shit brother snake but, no but you remember that whole thing I where do. they're like he can't see and like brother loves like making fun oh he can't huh? see <laughs> like he's like pointing at him like that whole bullshit I'm am <laughs> I
0: Tell me about why you made fun of Jake Roberts being blonde.
1: Why in any universe should yep. Brother Love be getting the one up on Jake the Snake? Well,
0: he, I guess if, if eventually Jake gets his comeuppance, which I believe he did DDT Brother Love because he couldn't see, remember? I don't know. It's it's bad, Quinn. Just to interject here for a second. Yeah. Yeah. We know that we're missing stuff because there's so many damn angles over
1: 34 years of WrestleMania. But there's also a lot of we can't put in stuff where it's kind of like mediocre, uh, just some random match at WrestleMania, like Dino Bravo versus Ronnie Garvin, Ronnie Garvin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wow, that did suck. That was part of it. The that's probably not a good example. You got anything else here? We we got we got Bulldogs Matilda going. We got the. I, I think Bulldogs Matilda is a pretty clear <laughs> really? winner because it, it was dog napping. It was dog napping, and it went. I know people are gonna be like Bobby the Brain in the dog suit, right? Yeah, but, but that's you really have good to part. look at the angle and the what it did. Doesn't the, don't the Islanders win or something? Yes. What the fuck is that? Doesn't Bobby get the pin? Yeah. I mean, I know Matilda gets to bite Bobby at the end, but she's a fucking bulldog. Like, like, she's a <laughs> domesticated <all> right. animal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, okay, wait. I, I think I can one-up that. Go ahead. What about all the McMahons feuding for the main event of WrestleMania 2000? Perfect. And, Thank like, you. Linda oh brings God. back Mick Foley. Thank you. And, okay. like, and Big oh, Show man. is with... Some, Big. Who's Big Show with? Shane Vince, uh, or Vince? Big Show Vince is, is with The Rock. Then
0: Shane is with Big Show. And steps with Steph's Triple with Triple H. Okay, here, here's... <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Here's the reason why they fucked this all up. That match, by all intents and purposes, right? If you consider what good WrestleMania booking should be, yeah. should have been The Rock versus Triple H and The Rock beat Triple H. In a
1: one-on-one match. That's it, because yeah. that's what they did at Backlash like four weeks later. Right. And everyone loved it. Yeah, it was good. Right? It's the it's always considered the rare misstep in a, yes, a very in hot awesome time period. period. Yeah, Right. Instead, they fucked up multiple things,
0: and I'll tell you what they all are real quick. <laughs> Here we go. Big Show being in the main event despite not mattering anymore. <laughs> yeah, he was nothing by that point. And which is sad because he was a champion in January, but he shouldn't have been to begin with. Yeah. Right? So Big Show horning his way into the main event. But then all of a sudden, a McMahon in every corner. So Linda's got to have somebody. Now, right. after an emotional roller coaster of January and February two thousand, where the heartstrings were tugged because poor Mick Foley, beaten down, broken Triple H incredible H angle. Beats him at, at Royal Rumble in a street fight. Not only that, Foley puts his career on the line, February, no way out. Could this be it? Yeah. And it is. He loses. He, he loses retires. Right. Six. <laughs> fucking weeks later (laughs) Linda McMahon's like and my special person (laughs) in my
1: corner will be (laughs) Mick Foley Big Show against The Rock and against this man Mick Foley
0: (laughs) and he's got the short hair and the shitty like shirt on because
1: I really think he thought he was retiring and he like, fucking sucks in that match, too. He misses his dive onto the table by, th- like, nine feet. I really don't think he thought he was going to be there. He didn't. Like, he didn't. Yeah. That's going on. Because right he, now. Okay, but I want to highlight the the reason to me Yeah, is because here you have all these guys, right? Regardless of where they were at the time, you have big names here. Including the big show, the big show was still a large name, not no pun intended, but uh, a, a big name in wrestling. Yes, right? yes. Mick Foley coming off a great run, Mick Foley, great run, right? Yes, The Rock the at Rock. his
0: peak, yeah, the right? best.
1: Triple H, who's at the greatest he ever was, right? Yeah, absolutely. But what the fuck is this about? Mm. Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon. Stephanie McMahon and Linda. Linda McMahon. Vince it has nothing to do with these people. Uh, horrible. They're just like horrible. gladiators. Horrible. Like they're just like charges for them. And what's a great part of an angle?
0: The ending, right? How it concludes. What happens is Vince fucking turns heel and Triple H wins at um, WrestleMania. Enough. The heel win The first
1: heel victory at WrestleMania. Yeah, it actually was. Yeah. Fuck it. I yeah. don't
0: like it. I hate it. I could never stand it. At the time, I was like, this is weird. Yeah.
1: Why is Foley back? Yeah, I was like mad. I was legitimately mad. I wasn't. I happy. was a little happy because I, I remember. I, only I remember re- you were happy. Well, I was only happy because of the idea that Mick didn't get to main event of WrestleMania and he deserved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just like, okay, like that's that's a fine. T- I thought we'd never see Mick Foley after that, but we did. Now he's Santa Claus or something. Yeah. Why is he Santa? Because he really likes Christmas. But he put that shit in there. It's right. terrible. <laughs> For
0: number two. It's terrible. WrestleMania 2000's whole McMahon in every corner thing.
1: Die die die! Seriously, I, I got, couldn't even say shit right. I was so angry just now. <laughs> I was like shit or something. I don't even know what I just said. Put
0: that shit in there, yeah. Quinn. I got another one for you. Speaking of misfires here, speaking of things that were built poorly, speaking of things they shouldn't have done, WrestleMania Eight culminated with a <laughs> Hogan Sid match that they were like, Ah, uh, Hogan's last match. Hogan's last match. Wink wink. Steroid allegations. Right. Yeah. But why is she fighting Sid? <sighs>
1: You know how um, everyone thought that um, <laughs> Sid versus Hulk Hogan was a way bigger draw than uh, Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair, right? Yeah. That's why. Oh, okay. Why did anyone think that? Because they're dumb. I'm
0: going to fight.
1: We Hulk still don't, Hogan. Joe, to this day, we still don't know the official reason. Because I rule. Will... No, we don't know the official reason. That's the whole problem here. We, we still they okay. because it didn't actually, draw in the, Oakland the, in November of ninety one. Party line is it didn't draw in Oakland in November or whatever, right? Yeah, whatever it was. That's the party. I line. I might actually be right about that. But that is an awful and stupid reason, like that. There's no way. There's no fucking way. <laughs> there, it's unbelievable. That's one of my problems. Is here, here, here's a
0: variety of reasons why I hate it. Okay. Royal Rumble 92 is where this angle starts, right? Right. And what happens at Rumble 92 is Hogan's a bitch. Yeah. Because Flair and Sid are the, with him in the last three in the Royal Rumble, yeah. right?
1: Now, what happens here is it's a Royal Rumble. Yeah. Every man for himself. You ever heard of it? There's no friends, only Hogan's, enemies. Hogan's only won two, so <laughs> he should know about it.
0: He won the last two, right? Yeah. So Sid eliminates Hogan when he's not looking. I'm looking for the-
1: Perfectly legal <laughs> yeah. in a Royal Rumble. Yeah. Mind there, you. There does not need to be Tony involvement. It's completely legal. Nothing is wrong with it at all. Hulk Hogan is a
0: very poor loser by 92.
1: Yeah. He is
0: a little baby and he <laughs> cries about, oh my god, that's you can't do that. So he's like, I'm gonna pull sit out. Hogan! The face, okay? (laughs) The baby face is like, I'm gonna, and Sid's still a face at this point, by the way. Right. Let's remember that, right? Yeah. So Hogan's like, I'm gonna pull Sid out of here, brother. Hogan helps the heel, (laughs) Ric Flair, win the world title. And Hogan gets all defensive about it. Right. Sid's the bad guy somehow. Meanwhile, Jack Tunney. Holds a press conference, and yes. I use that term in the loosest <laughs> sense of the word. There's a lot of fake people there, other than the wrestlers. <laughs> right. With, like, Piper and Savage and Undertaker yeah. and Sid and Hogan. Even the room was there. fake. Now, you would think maybe the next to last guy eliminated from the Rumble would be a great number one contender. Right. Maybe the Intercontinental Champion would be a great number one contender. Which they're there. Piper's there. No, no, no. As Jack Tunney says, the number one contender is Huck Hogan. Hulk
1: Hogan, Yes! Yes! Why? What a bitch, right? Why? So why is he the number one contender? So he's the number one contender for no reason, Sid. Even eats. even though that's what we the match right. we want to see anyway, right. but still, by what logic right. is he the number one contender?
0: So Sid eats the papers or whatever he does, yeah. right? He's all mad about the papers, <laughs> like with the papers or whatever. And Hogan's like, "No, you know what, brother? I don't want to fight Flair. I want to fight Sid." But
1: why don't you want to fight him? Didn't you want the title? You got all mad when you got eliminated from the Rumble and you weren't the champion. But because Sid decided to, you know, eliminate you from a Royal Rumble. He decided That's to, he you did. know, like participate in the <laughs> thing match he was in. Like That's he was all He did he, wrong. He decided to what's the word? Compete. <laughs> compete in the Royal Rumble that's it it. he did nothing wrong yet he's the dick
0: yeah that's why I want to put this in Quinn because it makes no sense and then Hogan's like you know what this is going to be my last match yeah
1: what what the fuck you wanted to win the title before yeah two seconds ago you were like I'm going to be the you know what if I can't be the champion fuck this place I'll go make Thunder Paradise
0: (laughs) can we please put it in it's bad and it shouldn't have happened yeah it's terrible is that okay yeah are you not against putting it in? I'm not against putting it in. No. All right. For number three, Hogan Sid. <laughs>
1: die, die, die. Remember,
0: you have other options, folks. You have other opinions. Let us know, Quinn. What else are we think? I here? still
1: think the Bulldogs thing. That you is really do, It's huh? Really dumpy. What about the Battle of the Billionaires?
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, Joe. because it's it's based on someone getting their head shaved. Right, but, but no one was really clamoring for that to begin with for, a. The, it,
1: well the only part was the whole like Vince is Vince's McMahon hair is, real? is Vince's hair real is Donald Trump's hair real also who cares that was I think the, the reasoning behind it as far as like what the idiots in the you know at Titan Towers thought why it would be funny yeah but come on we're having an angle about hair at a Wrestlemania okay not only that yeah. the whole Bobby Lindsay doesn't know his name mm-hmm. it's all a thing so that Bobby Lashley can look good which that never worked out yeah and who does he even fight again bobby lashley umaga umaga which i love umaga why okay but again it's a weird connection that umaga is like vince's like charge in this well that is a really weird thing it's just because he thinks that umaga's unbeatable I just rather Umaga go beat the shit out of somebody like he always did, because I like Umaga. Why? I know it's, like, nice for Umaga to be in, like, a featured contest like that, but it wasn't... It didn't help Umaga. No, it didn't help. It didn't help Bobby Lindsay either. It didn't either. help anyone.
0: Yeah. I have one more for you, and then we can make a decision, I guess. Sure. It's WrestleMania 30 related, but it's the other two guys in the main event. Batista and Randy Orton? Yeah. Because, and here's why, hear me out, Okay. Because we did the Daniel Bryan story, which started at SummerSlam. Right. But the Batista and Orton story started at Royal Rumble, or right before Royal
1: Rumble. Right. But that, so it's a, different,
0: had, it's a different angle.
1: That had some background, though, from their the fallout from evolution and stuff. Yeah. I could understand yeah, that Yeah, from 10 paper. years earlier that no one cared yeah, about. Yeah, but I, I my point is is that it actually... Like, literally 10 years. My point is it was grounded
0: in something. All right, fine, but let me get me. It get wasn't to this.
1: just nothing.
0: Let me get to the big yeah. botch here, okay? Okay. Batista redebues in January of uh, 14. With the girl pants. With the girl pants. He looks like Pitbull. Yeah. And everyone's like, why is he here? For like, They're like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yes. Right? Mm-hmm. He hugs Triple H because evolution. Right. Triple H is a heel, Batista's not. He wins the Royal Rumble, which no one was happy about except Vince McMahon and Triple H. Right. Right? And yeah. Batista, probably. Right. They act like he's a big face. Mm hmm. He fights Del Rio at uh, the February pay-per-view, whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. People are cheering fucking shitty-ass Del Rio. Yeah, and that's they don't how much, even like him
1: either. That's how much they hate Batista for just storming in right. and winning the Royal Rumble. I still don't see how this is a bad, from an angle perspective. I know we hate it as because, far as, like, what well, it's what people want or whatever. Because
0: no one wanted to see Batista even come in to begin with.
1: Yes, all I'm all I'm saying is the angle is cohesive and like it's it's sound as far as like why these two would fight each other. It's sound, but it doesn't make it good. You know what I mean? Oh, it doesn't make it good or anything. I'm just saying, like I don't think it's like worst or anything like I, that. I, I like, thought it
0: was very horrible that they were actually going to run Batista. Orton it, it
1: wasn't good as
0: WrestleMania
1: main event. I, I can't in my right mind, especially with some of the bullshit. Like it's even, it's worse than it's not as bad as um the Bulldogs, Matilda or anything like that. But what
0: about Jericho triple H? That's bad. I think that's actually that, worse. That's
1: worse. Okay. So let's put that on. I think so. Yeah. Because here's the, like I, I, we outlined the I, problems. Yeah. But- I respect your, your argument about Orton and Batista, but I just don't think that like, okay, I think it's grounded in something greater, which is evolution's breakup. That's fine which was something fans did remember they knew about it they they knew about it
0: but it was 10 years later we were all about Daniel Bryan I mean you were there Quinn Oh yeah but no that, one can we
1: were not talking you know, about the, evolution the, the offensiveness Don't of like, rewrite this. bringing no I'm saying the offensiveness of bringing up evolution only fed into fine. the greatness of what was going on with fine. Daniel Bryan But let's like, just, that let, wouldn't have been as good But let's not if the other thing wasn't happening, let's not
0: pretend that in all the conversations we had about wrestling in 2014, that evolution ever came up or that we ever cared about evolution. Although
1: it was funny when they did like reteam as like Blue Teesta and all that. That was good. And they were like
0: faces or (laughs) something. That was great against uh, the the shield. That was awesome. That was kind of great. (laughs) They were heels. No, the shield was face.
1: Okay, yeah, but, but it was awesome. either way, that was a fun little... Like, that. They, they turned like lemons into lemonade with they that did. one. <laughs> I'll give
0: them that. But we're definitely doing Jericho, Triple H, and Lucy, right? Yeah. Because that was just horrible. Yeah. I mean, like it really was. It stunk. And it followed Rock uh, versus Hogan, which was... It was one of those things that sent me on the path to not giving a fuck about WWF anymore. That's what 2002 was good for. Yeah. All right, so for number four, Jericho, Triple H, The Dog, Stephanie, WrestleMania 18. Die die die! Well, to recap for Donnie, we have Triple H, Booker T, WrestleMania 19. We have the whole WrestleMania 2000 McMahon in every corner thing. Mm-hmm. We have Hogan, Sid from 92 because it's stupid, and we have Jericho, <laughs> Triple H, and Lucy the Doggy uh, for 2002's WrestleMania 18. That's our Mount Rushmore and Death Valley of WrestleMania angles. Folks, let us know yours. Reach us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. Join the group, Quinn. When we come back, we're going home all the way to WrestleMania 12. Back after this. The biggest closed-circuit giant-screen television wrestling event of all time. From three different stadiums across America, three incredible main events. World champion Hulk Hogan against King Kong Bundy in a steel cage. Roddy Piper in boxing gloves against Mr. T. Plus the wildest battle royal of all time. Starring the refrigerator William Perry, Big John Studd, and 20 other wrestling superstars. WrestleMania 2, Monday, April 7th, Montreal Forum. Tickets now on sale at the Forum and all Ticketron outlets. Hey, it's Sean Mooney. I may no longer be in the event center, but if I was, I'd be talking about our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. All right, boys, let's get to it. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Quinn, we are reviewing something. Yes, we are. Yeah, as we mentioned, folks, we're going home all the way to the Arrowhead Pond in Anaheim, oh, California.
1: That's where we're going home on That's, this go-home show, aren't un- we?
0: Unfortunately. uh, You know, last week we did something from The mid-80s, so why not do something from the mid-90s this week and mix it up a bit? Sure. It's March 30th, it's a Saturday, 1996, WWF Superstars. Now, a couple of show notes here. (laughs) Last week, when we did Superstars from February of 1987, Superstars was very much still their A show. Yeah. This was a big deal, this show. Right. This was where all the main angles happened. Nine years later, Quinn not so much <laughs> it's just it's a sea show pretty much it exists yeah and it's it's not quite the Sunday morning superstars on USA Network. Yeah. You know, it was still syndicated at it's this point. It's not fully a recap show yet. Not yet. There's still
1: matches. There's still matches. But it's on the very yeah. tail end of being anything that mattered. Right. Very tail end. But I think the only relevant feud on it is Savio versus Austin. Yes, exactly. Ad nauseum, right? Yeah. Forever and ever. <laughs> yeah.
0: We're, we're going to do this because this is the day before, this aired the day before WrestleMania 12, which features my favorite wrestler, Brett Hitman Hart, going up against Quinn's favorite wrestler, the heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, in a then on pay-per-view and TV unprecedented 60-minute Iron Man match for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. Very unprecedented. The WrestleMania itself, very poor. Yes. I would say. Other than the match, the main event. The main event's great. Yeah. Uh, it's an hour and change, obviously. And there's a decent enough Diesel Undertaker match, I guess. It's yeah. okay. It's mm-hmm. pretty good. Mm-hmm. But it's not a great WrestleMania. It's not regarded as a great WrestleMania. It's not regarded as the worst, either. No, not, it's middling. Yeah. I would say it's very middling. Uh, lower
1: tier, actually, but yeah, maybe even Maybe yeah. even
0: lower quadrant. But yeah. we open with that blue-like-granite-rising-block intro, Quinn. The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment.
1: I was very disappointed, and I didn't say this at the time, but there was no... Bret Hart Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Michaels Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. Yeah, there, that's true. It, that is the greatest Superstars intro ever, it and is. it's not there. It's very good.
0: But we get a great cold opening with Tatanka in the ring, Quinn. You know how good this is going to be already. That should
1: say all
0: you need to know about the episode we're about to watch. <sighs> As Vince, JR, and Mr. Perfect welcome us to WrestleMania weekend. <laughs> Hello,
1: everyone. Welcome to WrestleMania weekend. Welcome to WWF Superstars, and welcome to our 500th edition. <laughs> okay, the, they're acting like this is, like, a real thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Like, we're, it's not like now where there's, like, a million yeah. things going on. Like they're talking. By the way, speaking of WrestleMania weekend, yeah, they're talking how they're going to have like two weeks ahead of WrestleMania, yeah. like appearances <laughs> yeah. and all this. What have what has the world come to? It's like <laughs> WrestleMania two or something. <laughs> we do we need that much? No, we
0: really don't. Yeah, uh, Savio Vega Quinn makes his way out, and last week we get a recap here. Savio
1: and Austin teamed up. And Austin was a jerk. This is a very notable moment. I actually I remember, remember this, this happening. I, I used to watch every episode. I watched WWE programming in general. This was during the time period yep. where I'd watch Superstars, Raw, Nitro, uh, Action Doug, Zone, WCW Saturday Night, the Main like, Event. I couldn't get enough wrestling, so I very much remember that, like his turns his head thing. I and do all too. that, Yeah,
0: I do too. I don't know why they were teamed up, but I remember Austin
1: turning on him. Obviously, why is Tatanka still here, Quinn? I don't know. I don't. I didn't realize he was still employed, <laughs> and and I guess this is he's here just to lose. Yeah, maybe he's just <laughs> to lose, right? But what's weird is he's like in a faction. Like, and stuff. Technically, like, like, with he's DiBiase. not nobody.
0: No, Jack Don is the ref. This show feels very beneath Vince
1: to be commentating at this point, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I don't know. Like, he should really only be on Raw and paper <laughs> Right, you. What like, is he doing on this. This is garbage. Like, you got JR and perfect. That should be fine. Should be fine. Savio
0: takes control early with clotheslines and headlines to talk with some mm-hmm. dull heel offense, you know, forearm stomp, standing around. You mean typical Tatanka offense? <laughs> yes. Elbow gets to DiBiase. By the way, doesn't give a shit. He's in a regular <laughs> suit by this point. No yeah, more shiny. He, he's, he's nothing. Not even a windbreaker. Like yeah. he's just in a regular like gray blue suit. He's just there. He doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Uh, and then Savio fights out of a chinlock as the announcers hype up the big Savio Austin match.
1: I gotta say, yeah. WrestleMania
0: feels so minor. It does. Like, at this point. It really does. It's a day before. And they're like, yeah, Savio's fighting Austin. Like, what?
1: Fine. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. It
0: sounds better in retrospect, but, like, no one cared at the time. I do
1: remember, I think I definitely watched this show, Joe, back in, the, like, when it aired. I think I probably and did, And I was too. probably, like, hyped as hell. because for Savio I, Austin? No, just, oh. uh, just for, like, oh it's we're it's WrestleMania weekend like the wrestling right. is starting the like, wrestling it's superstars like yeah. we got superstars show today and tomorrow we're gonna have the yeah. extravaganza of WrestleMania <laughs> as Vince would like to say
0: Savio gets the win with the big spinning heel kick as we get a junkie ultimate warrior package it wasn't very <laughs> good but he's coming back tomorrow Quinn you know See,
1: it's exciting I guess I, I mean I was excited oh, I was excited too
0: yeah uh, mankind is in his boiler room or as you said Quinn his house
1: yeah there's like an actual like door, <laughs> door? Yeah. there's a front door but it's in this like weird catacombs thing <laughs> but there's like a nice front door just like behind him very nice door like, in actually. the corner <laughs> yeah. like with like a stained glass window and everything
0: <laughs> and then of course mankind is in you know he hasn't debuted yet he's debuting the night after Wrestlemania so he's like rambling on about someone's guilty you're guilty and you'll see what mankind will do
1: for the ugliness that exists in mankind you know I, like I that old thing I don't know what he's talking about but he's mad at us so. for the record that's the first time I've
0: ever done a Mankind impression. Oh, good for you. Thank you. Yeah, Vince, debut on this show. <laughs> yes, Vince says that
1: uh, Mankind will be making his wrestling debut. What was this? I don't know. Okay, wait a second. Actually, now that I think about it. Ted Turner. Mankind was coming from WCW. Well, not really. WCW. Yeah, I know that. But I'm saying for Vince, he doesn't know what that is. So... Or he does, but he doesn't like to talk about it. So he's coming from wrestling. Is, is he mocking? I don't know. I think it might be that Vince and Perfect are half drunk.
0: This man is to make his Petersburg WWF wrestling debut next week. Out. Right here on Raw, because they sound like they don't give a shit. This during, is, whenever they record. Okay, this. this is
1: probably the last. This had to have been the, the last, last voiceover thing on the
0: taping. Yep. So it's the last voiceover they did, right? They did like four weeks, or they probably did six weeks, and they or just
1: something. Don't give a shit right
0: now. We That's what it sounds like. We can probably look in the
1: book and find out. Actually, yeah, but- the
0: uh, history of WWE book. Right, Barry Horowitz versus Hawk Bradshaw. When your favorite Justin Hawk Bradshaw, Ugh. you said to me, he sucks. Yeah. He does. That's it. That <laughs> that's, sucks. That's Bradshaw, folks. JBL, if you will. And Vince Hypes. This is great. The upcoming Bradshaw Undertaker match. What? Who cares? First of all, that's
1: if uh, who cares if I've ever heard one. Yeah, I
0: know. Who cares? Mike Chioda is the ref. Uh, we get a long arm bar by Bradshaw. Wow. What a great hoss. You know, an <laughs> arm bar. Great. <laughs> Should not he just be like hitting the shit yes. out of people? Not yeah. doing rest holds. Uh, Insert promo by Bradshaw. He yells a lot, and he's not Stan Hansen, no matter how hard he tries to be. He always wanted to be. He always wanted to be. He thinks he's Stan Hansen. I brand people because I can. I ain't content to beat a man. I want to own him. He's not fucking Stan Hansen. He's not. We get a Russian leg sweep by JBL as Vince hypes the Iron Man match. JR says... Uh, Brett's going to be the aggressor, but Vince is like, no! Ha ha ha! Sean's going to be the aggressor! Ha! Sean yeah. Michaels! And he's going to punish Sean Michaels' legs like Michaels has never been punished before. And I'm going to take exception
1: to that remark, and I'm going to predict that it's going to be Sean Michaels who's dishing out the punishment, not Brett the Hitman Hart.
0: This right. is crap. It is crap. All of it's crap, Joe. Horowitz tries to come back, but the Lariat gets the win for Mr. Shitty. Dutch and his green trousers
1: use the stamp... Okay, yeah, this is ridiculous because uh, he's supposed to be like uh, branding branding iron, like it's supposed to be flaming or something, but it's hot. He just puts it on Barry Horowitz and Horowitz like just he just lays there. Like he's he doesn't a sell it or anything like he's just kind of like, ooh, nice. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, let's go, Quinn, to Ray Rougeau in the Doc Hendricks room. <laughs> yes, the Doc Hendricks room aptly named for the large portrait of Doc Hendricks. Right. And the fact that Doc Hendricks was always in this room. It's true. But in this case, it's Ray Rougeau. And he's like, oh, WrestleMania is this Sunday in the UK at 1 a.m. <laughs> Sunday, March 31st at 1 a.m. Well, if we want to be
1: technical about it, it's one hour into Monday night. One hour into April 1st. He's so, (laughs) like... Ray He's Rougeau about it. I can't talking. even I can't even like really like Ugh. describe Ray yeah. Rougeau is an, a certain animal that you won't <laughs> you find don't anywhere, fight anywhere else, else.
0: Yeah. we're gonna see an Iron Man match let's go to Shawn Michaels with his mentor Jose Lothario right so Jose Lothario speaks in Spanish and then he calls him John <laughs> John John <laughs> John He keeps saying it. (laughs) He does. Now, Sean has his (laughs) shitty red hat on, and he calls Bret Hart great. He's like, you know, you're great. Uh, uh, But Sean's (laughs) going to win. Ha ha ha. And even you, the most ardent Shawn Michaels fan, you had to admit it's hard to take him serious with that hat on. Yeah,
1: okay. So he's got his, like, happy face gear on. But it's like the red leather. I don't like this. It doesn't look good. I love Shawn Michaels, but... There's sometimes when he just doesn't need to wear this crap. Most of the time. Yeah. Almost all of the when time. When he's cutting a serious promo. About winning and, the world title. I always liked that later in around 97, he kind of abandoned this weird oh, garb. Yeah, he like, did. He just was like, nah, I'm just not this anymore.
0: Speaking of weird garb, Jose Lothario just being there counts as like unnecessary merchandise to be carrying around <laughs> with you. John Michaels. John. Uh, we have the newly minted Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's no longer the ringmaster, thankfully. He's here with his million-dollar belt versus Ben Greer. By yes. the way, I have to mention, in the vein of Bruno Sammartino before him, Mr. Perfect, the third commentator, has barely said shit.
1: <laughs> he, <laughs> well, he doesn't talk, he's really. He's the bince of the show. Yeah, uh, great kind of <laughs> ringmaster. I found out, by the way, Joe, Yes. just to interject, where this, like, was and what so this took place on march the 10th okay 1996 it was 20 days old into a sellout crowd of (laughs) 3702 and this was indeed the end of the taping like all right where is it from corpus
0: christi texas okay that's fine so Austin still has his white boots on, and Vince is like all upset. He's like, what do you mean he's not fancy? He's got the million dollar belt. What is he so mad <laughs> about? He's so mad at Mr. It's Perfect. I know. Now wait just a minute.
1: Please, not fancy. You talk about a championship belt. Did you see all those diamonds and all that sparkling stuff going on?
0: Timmy White is the ref as uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin gets a half crab here. Million dollar dump, but Greer <laughs> hangs in for a while was yeah. weird. Like, Ben Greer wouldn't go down to the Million Dollar yeah. Dream. It,
1: well, they had to, like, do the whole three arm, arm thing. thing yeah. I, I don't know why. He it makes didn't... Austin look stupid. It did. Like, it should have just been, like, no, he's out. Yeah. Like, he, he's not responding. Right. He's not breathing. Like, like quickly, too. Yeah. Like,
0: it was way too long. Right. So then Austin wins, of course, and swings Greer around a while. So Savio runs out to break it up. Mm-hmm.
1: And Vince is like, get him! Get him! Yeah. Remember that? He's that all was, Southern? That was weird. Yo, get him! Get him! Get him! That's the second Southern Vince we've gotten in here. Maybe
0: he was just feeling his North Carolina roots. I'm not sure. (laughs) I don't know. DiViasi gets involved and Austin puts Savio in the Million Dollar Dream and the fake, you know, canned heat crowd booze. Right, right. Sellout crowd here. Then Goulet, Sailor Tattoos, and Briscoe, we're going to kill you,
1: WCW. We're going <laughs> to kill your families and your mothers. and <laughs> That is one of the most
0: ridiculous I hate things that. ever. I don't like Gerald Briscoe. He seems like a real crony. Did
1: I send you that clip? Yeah, like, I have, I have there. Oh, it's I been dumped some, in. I'll yeah. have to put it in now because yeah.
0: it's so good. Was, we'll knock your socks off of you. We'll beat the crap out of you and kick you in the dirt. And watch you roll over and die. Hey, calm the fuck down. We see the training footage. <laughs> hey, for the, this is so good for the Iron Man match. It's narrated by Jerry. He's like, "Oh my God, Shawn Michaels' gym is a sweatbox." Yeah,
1: then <laughs> tiny sweatbox <laughs> in New Mexico or something. So, come San on, Antonio sweatbox of a gym going, going,
0: under friend. the watchful eye
1: of Mexican legend Super Sock hey there, Jose hey Lothario. John, we
0: may have seen El Bandy.
1: Yes, I really think that was El Dandy. So Sean is drop kicking and super kicking a bunch of jobbers, yeah. Mexican wrestlers, I guess, because it's supposed to be like Jose Lothario's gym. It could have been El Dandy. One of them looks a lot like El Dandy. Was he in WCW by '96? I don't know, but Quinn. Who are you to doubt El Dandy? Yeah, it's weird because Brett's involved too. So Sean
0: doubted El Dandy, and Brett like didn't like. Well, Sean
1: clearly didn't doubt El Dandy because (laughs) he kicked the shit out of him with like no remorse at all. Like he really beats the crap out of these two guys. He does to the point where Jose is like, "John, John, (laughs) stop, stop, no more super kicks." Yeah, John it's real <laughs> that really happens so now
0: like the other fancy narrator narrates a different promo package Bret Hart and Sean like you know that guy yeah and then we get to see clips of Stu beating up Bret like eh, tiger. yeah, tiger let to make your lips turn blue tiger <laughs> he
1: this is so bad because Brett looks like crap he does he's losing to his dad his dad who's <laughs> is like 800 years old he's like Methuselah or something <laughs> and he's beating the shit out of Bret Hart the champion
0: <laughs> and then we switch narrators again. Like, and JR comes back and is like, oh, Bret Hart's grumpy. And then we see Bret going swimming. Yeah. Bret's like, you know, Randy Savage was the guy before me. What is this? What? And, it all of a sudden. And he thinks basically that Sean is going to pass him one day, but he's not ready yet. That's right. basically the angle, which I think is fair.
1: I'm just flabbergasted Randy that Savage. Randy Savage is mentioned like by name in respect. Right. Now, Meanwhile, yeah.
0: they're doing the Nacho Man thing. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a match at this thing. Stu beats up Brett some more. (laughs) (laughs) Brett outlines how he's going to beat Sean. He's like, yeah, he's going to get tired and eventually I'm just going to beat him.
1: Yeah, and he starts going on about strategy, yeah. which I'm kind of like Don't give this when, away. why would you say that on TV?
0: And then for no discernible reason, we see Brett giving an interview on Chet Kopic's talk show. Yeah, Chet
1: Kopic rears his ugly head again, which we don't even really get to see him, but no. the, just the mention of Chet Kopic <laughs> brings to my mind like yeah. names like Falco or whatever right. that guy was from WrestleMania 2. <laughs> Bill fralick People from WrestleMania 2 that just don't go away. For a hundred Alex. Yeah. The Bears' jumbo-sized William Perry was also known as this appliance. Matt? What is the refrigerator? Correct. The uh, Bushwhackers? What? 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 Make their way down. Yeah. A, in Australian <laughs> garb with I don't like, know. kangaroos okay. and boomerangs. I don't know why you're confused about that, Joe. They're, they're the, from the, New Zealand. They're the Thunder from Down Under. New Zealand is also Down Under. Southern well, Hemisphere. It's part of it, okay? They're not mm-hmm. from Australia. They basically were in WWE. <sighs> Let's be real like they they said they were from New Zealand but the guy, there was a heavy connotation that they were basically from Australia. It's because wrestling fans in Vince's mind are idiots. Yeah. We cut to Goldust and Marlena outside the Oscars now. <laughs> What? You seem like very confused that they could even get there, but I'm like, it's just like a red carpet, like far away Before from where they started, yeah. I think. Yeah, like and anybody could just walk up on the street. Like, I guess you're right. It's not that ridiculous. Golda says fucking nothing, but he takes <laughs> forever to say nothing. It's so long, yeah.
0: Quinn. Yeah. And he says nothing that matters right. the whole time. Right. President Piper, Golda, <laughs> <laughs> stop. <star. Yeah>. Like, <laughs> shut up. We joined the Bushwhackers match in progress, thankfully. I'm very
1: thankful as yeah. well. And you had a very good question about this whole thing. <laughs> Why are the Bushwhackers on Superstars in 1996? <laughs> they're like 58 <laughs> yeah, years old. Are, Why, all... What the fuck are they doing there? This is one of those
0: things, Quinn, where, because they're fighting like no-names, I feel like Mooney and Hayes should be and that's like, yeah. well, your lordship, it's always an exciting time when the Bushwhackers <laughs> here. Oh, you know, you're
1: so right, Sean, and they're so wonderful with the children. Yeah, like, it does feel like that should happen. And by the way, yeah, who the f- Fuck! <laughs> are these jobbers? The one has like. Leather like shiny blue, like <laughs> it's baby bad. blue, and it says like JB on them. I like, don't know who they are. And and the straps are tied together into his like stomach fat. <gasps> it's awful. You you said to me you're like they can't even get good jobbers to fight the yeah, bushwhackers. The bushwhackers are like so low that they can't even find like a good jobber tag right. team to fight them. Not not that there's good jobber tag. But teams, you know but, what I mean. Like you know there Iron are Mike Sharp and right. some guy people like, in that name. You know, like, right. Where they put like one guy with one like notable JTTS yeah. with like a nobody.
0: Rad Radford and some jobber, right? Yeah, Something exactly. like that. So the Bushwaggers get the win with the battering ram as their modified entrance music plays where they're like, yay! Yeah, and getting, then, it just, what? then their music
1: just starts after that. Yay! 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 Look
0: at Bush Victoria! They, it's like, do you
1: smell? But yeah. it's like, yay! <laughs> yeah, there's actually a notable fact about the uh, do you smell, by the way. What? That I'll, do you want me to wait till the end? Did he have a tryout at this? Uh, It was his debut match, actually. Flex Cavana or was he Rocky Maivia? No, Dwayne Johnson. Oh, he actually... Yeah. That was a tryout, though, because he didn't debut until Uh, November. Well, he
0: defeated the Brooklyn Brawler. Of course he did. Everyone defeated... Is this about Doink? We debate, by the way, Quinn. You and I had a debate about which Bushwhacker is the leader. Uh, so I always forget which one's which. Which one's the one with the darker hair?
1: I don't know. <laughs> is that the Luke? same hair? No, yeah. they have, one has darker hair than the other one.
0: The one with less teeth is is the one with the darker hair. right? He's the leader,
1: <laughs> that, Luke. That, in my head canon, that was the the leader of the bushwhackers, Luke. Yeah, why? Butch was just on the side, kind of. He was just like <laughs> he's like you know how like animals, not really the leader. Yeah, like, he was like the animal of the bushwhackers. You know, fans. <laughs> Like write in or whatever Facebook group, whatever. Please tell me what you think here because I truly believe that Luke was the leader of the Bushwhackers.
0: <laughs> to each his own. Ray Rougeau is going to tell us about the Undertaker and Diesel and that awful six-man tag, which is Jake Ahmed and Jolly Yokozuna versus Vader Owen yeah. and the Bulldog.
1: English speaking uh, Yokozuna. Yeah,
0: we get a promo from them and and Yokozuna's like Jim Cornette. <laughs> yeah. I don't like you, motherfucker. Like Yo, he's what all the like hood.
1: <laughs> Jim I hired you, and I will fire you. Joe, was this... I don't remember this. Did this, like... It happened. So he just always spoke yes, perfect
0: English? But you weren't supposed to know that because Cornette didn't let him talk. But he just said bonsai I and stuff. I don't know what to tell you. That's what, whatever he did. He never said that. <laughs> and by the way, if Jake Ahmed and Jolly Yokozuna here win, Yokozuna gets five minutes with Jim Cornette. Great. Y- you know what's
1: really funny, though? they lost they didn't yeah. Win. Yeah. <laughs> ray by the way ray rochelle ah this is a good match here he's not very good at this job you know what's job. funny about that cornet thing though like yeah. yokozuna is so fucking fat oh my like, god he's cornet like probably either could have like taken him yeah like because he's like just so like out of shape right Like, or he could have run away
0: from him either way i would think so uh hall of famer hillbilly jim is seen backstage with the godwins and some animals right which, and hillbilly jim gets the fuck out of there quick though. yeah he huh. does <laughs> uh, we get another Brett promo, and we see him doing such activities as running delicately on ice, yep. uh, wearing sweatshirts. Then we get a music video for Brett. I like this. You
1: start the fire in me. Now, you start the fire in me sounds a lot like that Jeff Jarrett song. The bridge of the Jeff Jarrett song, Bay, yeah, with My, my with Baby, my baby night. night. Yeah, wow. It's like almost, remember I the was bridge, like yeah. singing the lyrics
0: while the music video was playing? It's a hacky Jim Johnson song. It sounds exactly the same. Jim Johnson is overrated.
1: Feel my
0: Like no, he is. He's, he not did, very, he's not a very good song. But he right? wrote My Baby Tonight, Joe. That's a very good song. Yeah. Uh, various clips of Brett getting out of a bus yeah. and uh, being in
1: Lonesome Dove and talking on the phone. Basically all the shit that sucked about Bret Hart happening all at once. Walking around. Yeah. And a lot of these clips are from like 92 for some reason because he's got the, the the coat with the blood on it. He does. And he's also got the Intercontinental title in some of the clips. See him wearing a short uh, shirt that says Hockey is Life. Yeah. Very Bret Hart.
0: You know when you talk about hockey. The Calgary Hitman. Yeah. And then we cut to Bulldog and Owen. They're yeah. with Cornette. They're going to fight the Godwins. This is the semis for the tag title tournament. Going yes. To fight the Body Donnas for the tag titles of WrestleMania. Weird that this
1: wasn't settled by the day
0: before WrestleMania. Amazing, like, right?
1: Jeez. Yeah. Really like cutting it close here. What if really? there was like a controversial
0: finish or something? What if the power went out? It yeah. did It did a few months later. Yeah. Last week, by the way, Vader beat up Ahmed while wearing a sweatshirt for some reason. <laughs> Now, the Godwins enter with a pig and a dog and hillbilly as we get an insert promo with the new rockers. And yes. I got to say, Al Snow's
1: amazing. He's pretty good here. He's like, yeah. He's like, don't worry, ladies. Yeah. We lost, but we'll we'll get back at him. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, girls. Don't cry because those stinky, nasty, smelly Godwins aren't going to win the tag team tournament either. <laughs> Rock <laughs> and roll, roll forever. forever. Yeah. We have a late breaking announcement from Michael Quinn. Quinn? Didn't they just tell us that Owen and Bulldog were teaming with Vader at WrestleMania in a different match? <laughs> were they really going to pull double duty with uh, Vader? Like, yeah, what the w- fu- what? the All
0: the stakes are gone. Yeah, that's true. That is such a good point. So they're yeah. building already this six man. Owen, Bulldog, and Vader, right? In they the, said it in the doc yes! with Ray before. Oh, they're going to fight. Why would Owen and Bulldog also be fighting for the tag
1: titles? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no one seems to mind though. the announcers are like yeah they completely ignore it like nobody even like brings up that they could be pulling double duty if they win nobody (laughs) like questions it no everyone's fine with it I would expect at the very least JR to be like you know if they win (laughs) oh by god and Danny Hodge Danny Hodge yeah
0: JR does mention however Quinn next week on Superstars Vader will be here
1: Well, who cares about superstars? WrestleMania's (laughs) tomorrow. What is he talking about? I don't give a shit about superstars. Not Raw superstars next week with Vader. Fuck that. Hillbilly, Jim, and his doggy
0: run after Jim Cornette. They leave the ringside area as the Bulldoggy beats up Phineas. Henry gets the hot tag, and then the new Rockers run down, and Leaf tries to help, but he gets Bulldog and Owen would Even JR is literally like, that was stupid. That was the stupidest <laughs> thing ever, by God. That yeah, was stupid. Bulldog and Owen have some words with the new Rockers. I agree.
1: That, I, was, that yeah. was a really stupid way. It like they, ah, I just don't like that but then again it does protect them it does protect them but it's really like I, if I was them I would be beating the <laughs> yeah, shit out right. of Marty Jannetty yeah. and Al Snow right just now just for fun anyway yeah right? because they fucked not? them over they could be tag champs again right. at Wrestlemania <laughs> at
0: Wrestlemania the announcers hype Wrestlemania one last time before we say goodbye and then we get a tag on the ending here yeah this is weird <laughs> this is funny we get Cornette climbing a Mack truck <laughs> to evade Hillbilly Jim and the Woof Woof yep which Quinn you said
1: what a Vince ending yeah, you know like that was like ending. in the like conference Room the same one where like Sherry had the like manners thing yeah with the Brooklyn Brawler like they probably like were thinking of that in there.
0: <laughs> yeah. What if what if he climbed
1: on a truck? Right.
0: So what do you think of the superstars overall? Not very good. No, not very good at For all. a Go
1: home show, and there was like some logic broken there at the end with the Owen and Bulldogs. Yeah, thing. but I mean it makes sense if it was taped on March tenth. Yeah, but still, like why wouldn't why would they, they say that? You know what they should have done? They should have like re-edited and shuffled that to the previous week. The the best part of the whole thing was probably the video packages for Bret and Shawn. Yeah, basically. And
0: that that was the the main attraction of WrestleMania 12, not known as a great WrestleMania, but the big it Wasn't me- the worst. No, it wasn't the worst. The big meeting of Bret and Shawn was obviously the whole point of that WrestleMania. Right. The big Iron Man match, which had a bullshit ending that I hate because Sean won. And Quinn, it's time for us to go home now as we will wrap up another week. Folks, thank you so much for being with us here. WrestleMania is coming up next week. We'll have the recovery show with Donnie Rizzo as we'll be talking about WrestleMania 34. And don't forget, this Thursday, Scott Keith will be with us for the Rushmore and Death Valley of WrestleManias. Wow. That is going to be a time, I'll tell you that much. But in the meantime, reach us on Twitter at OVP podcast, you can email us at podcast at gmail.com and of course join the group. And if you want to donate, you can go to patreon.com slash ovp podcast. But thank you no matter what for being a fan. And until next time, I am Joe Morata That is Michael Quinn saying so long. See ya! Bret throughout your entire life, you have paid your dues back to the business, which you love so much, in a way that only you knew how, through blood, sweat, and tears. You truly are the excellence of execution. Perhaps the best there was, and maybe even the best there ever will be, but the best there is... Sorry, Brett. With all due respect, that title belongs to the Heartbreak Kid, John Michaels. You see, even though it was a few years later, I've traveled the exact same roads as you have, Brett. What it all comes down to is a one-hour match at WrestleMania 12. Only one man will be left standing, the Iron Man. Whose body can take the most punishment? Who can take a licking and keep on ticking? Over the past few weeks, you've been stretched in the dungeon by a stew, while Super Psych has lit me up on a regular basis. But now the training's over. The time has come, Brett. And as far as John Michaels is concerned, I only have one thing to say. John. 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 John.